Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It is going to be a fantastic night tonight. I have had, like, one of those crazy weeks from hell where, I mean, it's like... I've been really bitchy all week, right? And no reason, really, just so much. This last month, I'm, I, as you've heard me talk about before uh, tonight, uh, has just been crazy. There was only two nights this last, or two days this last month where there was not something that needed to be done on my calendar. So every single day last month, there was something except for two. Um, so I had two days to just chill and relax and do all the things like dishes that I didn't do the rest of the month because I was doing other things, <laughs> but then I wasn't eating at home either, so it wasn't like I had like 10 tons of dishes to do, by the way, just so you know, but it's just been nuts, and it's going to be that way until about the 11th of this month, so I'm really, really, really excited to be able to just sit and chill out with you guys tonight and listen to you read some poetry and have some fun and, and just decompress. Um you know, you guys are you guys are my my forced sit down, slow down, exhale moment. Uh, it's real kind of really kind of hard to multitask when I'm doing this. So I needed this. I, I cannot even tell you how <laughs> much I have needed this, and have been looking forward to it all week long. So I'm glad it's finally here. Yay, poetry time! I want to give out the number real quick for those of you that would like to call in and read tonight. The number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read, and we will be getting to our callers here in just a little bit. Before we do, however, I have some announcements to get through. First of all, if you are interested in putting together a writer's workshop with us, which we will be doing a writer's workshop next week, by the way, uh, if you're interested in doing a writer's workshop with us, please send me a message. Probably the easiest way would be on Facebook. So if you are not on my contacts list, you can add me or shoot me, find me on there on Facebook under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Let me know what you would like to put together, and we can get that set up. You do not have to be a professional workshop provider in order to put one of these on. We all have something to teach, and we all have something to learn from each other. So just decide what it is you want to do. You can talk about your favorite genre of poetry, your favorite poem, your favorite poet, your favorite era of poetry. You can actually you know, sit down and do step-by-step guidelines and, and walk us through the, the process to where in the end we actually have a finished poem to an actual workshop-type workshop. If you don't can't think of anything, but you think, oh, I'd really like to do that, but I don't know what to do, Google it. Google Poetry Workshop and find something on there and do one. Pick one. Um, there's lots of ideas out there. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Let's get those set up. Message Facebook, Nyla Alicia. Awesome. Next thing, I want to thank all of our sponsors who are who helped keep us on the air for our 2019 broadcasting year. Uh, every year we uh, have our licensing fees come up, and 
a whole bunch of you stepped up to the plate this year and took care of those for us. And I just want to thank you for that gift and for sharing with us like you did on behalf of all of the poets, everybody here. You know, it's something really cool, too. I I, I bring this up occasionally, but I, I think it's really awesome. Four of the people who donated last year do not even call in and read. They're not poets. They're listeners. And so I got emails from them saying we're because we like you know we're, we're donating going to help because we like listening to the poets and they don't even they're not even writers. How cool is that? They don't even write. They don't call in. They don't promote their work. They don't do anything. They just listen to you guys. So that's pretty awesome to me. So yes, thank you guys. I appreciate you. Love you dearly. All of us. Thank you. Next, I want to go through our workshop, writing exercises, all that good stuff. At the beginning of every show, I do some writing prompts and that sort of thing. So if you're ever sitting there sometime and you're thinking, oh, I sure wish that I had something to write about. I don't know what to write about. Um, just go to our archives. Start within the first 15 minutes of any show you will hear some writing exercises and things like that, and just pick one, and you're off and running. So it's not like there's, you know, it's just it's just waiting there, a resource for you to use. Yeah, so check out our archives for those. I'm going to give those to you now, but if you don't get them all written down uh, or you miss something, again, that's not an issue because you can come back after the show's over and listen to the the archives and write them down then. Okay, so. The first thing I always start out with is your writing exercise. Now, a writing exercise is meant to, um, let me see, nope, journal prompt, got that one there, hang on. All right, I just had to make sure it was. So I'm journal assignment. I'm doing the journal assignment first. That's why I got ahead of myself. I, I was scrolling too fast. <laughs> I told you, it's like my, my fingers don't know that they can just exhale yet. They just, they're, they're going, going, going. Um, first, I want to give you your journal assignment. Now, your journal assignment, you should have a three-ring binder, a journal, something like that, paper, and a pen. This, I, don't, I really would l- like it if you would do these uh, handwritten and not on a computer or on a phone screen. Um, and there's a reason for that, because your brain works differently when it has to keep up with the pace of your hand as opposed to how fast your fingers can type. It is just completely a different mental process, trust me. I know what I'm talking about. I am a professional. <laughs> okay, maybe not, but I, yeah. But we're just, just trust me. No, you're not going to end up pregnant, I promise. Um, trust me, yes, trust me. Um, you do. You write differently when you're using a pen and you have to slow your brain down to uh, write as fast as your hand writes because it writes slower than you do when you type for most of us. So your journal assignment uh, that goes into your journal, these are not meant for public consumption. These are meant just to get your pen to move. You know, it's a writer's discipline. If you you go out and you do all your grown-up things and you do all the stuff that you're supposed to do adulting all week long, every single day, 24-7, it's like, you know, I need to do this and I need to do that, like I've been this last month. And I've had very little time to sit down and feed that creative side of me. But I write something every day. And the reason I do that, even if it's just something little, like my big thing is if I can't, I I try to write a haiku every day. If nothing else, at least a haiku every day. Because if I can't see something out there during the day that's worth 17 syllables, then I'm not paying close enough attention or there's something seriously wrong with me. So 
you know, every day I write something, and I write it in my journal. I carry a journal with me all the time. And the reason for this is because it feeds that creative side of you. If you do not feed that creative side of you, it starts to, what happens when you ignore something? It goes quiet, and it starts to shrink, and it starts to go away, and pretty soon you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I haven't written anything in two weeks. <gasps> I've got writer's block. No, you do not. Writer's block is not real. It does not exist. It is an urban legend. It is like the boogeyman. If you don't believe in it, it can't hurt you. All right? And I can prove to you that writer's block does not exist. Because you can right now pick up the pen and a paper and write a grocery list. You're writing something. That is the key to writing. Every single time you pick up the pen, you don't have to write a masterpiece. You just have to get in the discipline of your hand moving across paper. If you do that every single day, you will not fall into that rut where you're sitting there racking your brain waiting for inspiration because you're feeding that side of you. You're feeding that brain. You have to have input in order to have output, plain and simple. So that's what your journal assignments are for. They are just meant to get your hand moving to get you thinking about things in a way that you may not think about. Write something, you know, about something you've never written about before or looking at it in a totally different way or whatever. So it's okay for these not to be pretty. Like I said, they are not meant for popular consumption. These are, by the way, he's a really good musician, popular consumption. Look him up on, on uh, I said that and it made me think about him. He's an amazing, amazing instrumental artist. I listen to his music a lot when... I'm writing, and uh, there's just something about the way he composes that really speaks to my soul, popular consumption. All right, so anyway, uh, this is just for you, so it doesn't matter what it is. What I like to do when I give you these journal assignments is do something that's going to, as I said before, make you go in a direction you may not normally go, all right? And so... Right now, we are working on, I'm going to be doing this for a little bit, but I want, it's going to be, it's kind of like lists, all right? And when I'm writing in my journal and I'm just free writing, I start from the front to back and just flip pages and keep writing as I go. But when I'm writing something that I want to come back and reference, to look at again, I go from the back to front. So on my journal assignments and things like that, these lists and stuff, I put those in the back of the journal so that I'm not trying to flip through 300 pages looking for that one thing that I wrote that I wanted to remember, all the things like that, all of my reference stuff or re-referenced material that I want to look at again goes from the back to front, and then there in the middle between the two shall meet. So, yeah, that's just a kind of a, a suggestion to, to keep things uh, a little bit organized for you. That's the way that I do it, so it may work for you as well. So these lists, and what lists are for is I like them because they make you write. I, I want you to start making this list, and I want you to write it into exhaustion. I want you to keep writing and and just, first, I mean, first of all, you're going to think of the easy answers, the obvious answers, the cliche answers. Then you're going to have to push your brain a little bit, and you're going to have to think of some more answers. And then you're going to have to start getting a little silly and then a little weird, and that's exactly what I want you to do, all right? I want you to um, just push yourself. Push yourself as far as you can. So 
in your journal, I want you to begin a list of things that could possibly finish this sentence. We'll do this one. Things that can possibly finish this sentence or thought. All right. So at the top I want you of the page, I want you to write small, invisible things are. Small, invisible things are. Dot, dot, dot. Okay. Small, invisible things are. And then what I would like you to do is start finishing, make a list of things that could finish that sentence or thought. Okay. Um, write anything you can imagine and keep writing. Explore, explore, that, explore how it could refer to like so many different types of things or scenarios. Uh, you know, take the statement seriously. Small and invisible things are. You know, how would it look if you were you were looking at it in, um, you know, in, in if you were looking at it uh, like in a worldly manner, or if you were looking at it politically. Or, you know, what are the small things that go on in politics, invisible things? Um, what if it was metaphysical? What if it was, you know, you, you look at that, you know, small invisible things, playful? Or, you know, in the issues of mental health or fantasy or romantically, you know, what small invisible things are romantically? Um, explore all of the possibilities on where these small invisible things are. All right, and keep writing. Keep writing until you go beyond the nonsensical, past ridiculous, to the far side of fantastical, and 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 beyond. Um, some examples. All right. So, small invisible things are watching us, uh, stealing my socks, inside my head, dancing on the dog's head. Um, small invisible things are not hiding, uh, calling me into the white noise, looking down my girlfriend's top, braiding my nose hair calling me beyond the pavement's end. Uh, small invisible things are warning us all. You know, think of the different things that you could use with that. And what this does is as you're doing this, something is going to be a trigger. Something is going to grab a thought, and you're just going to keep writing. And don't stop writing your list. If you want to flip to the front and start writing with that one, you can. But if you're sitting there making a list and you just start writing and you keep writing, it doesn't matter. We make messes in our journals, and it's okay. Was it Bob Ross says there's no accidents, just or no no mistakes, just happy accidents? <laughs> yeah. All right, so that is your writing assignment. Make a list of ways you can finish the thought, small, invisible things are. All righty. So next I'm going to give you the exercise. Now, the exercise, an exercise is meant to push you out of your comfort zone, to make you sweat, to really make you, you know, do things you normally would not do, ever. Um, push yourself as a writer. So I'm going to be doing some really kind of strange ones this this next coming up month. And the reason that I want to do this is because this is really, really going to become a tool in how you write when you get you're writing something and you get stuck you can do things like this exercise with the thought and then you'll find the perfect wording that you're looking for so I'll explain that in a little bit but anyway it, it's what I call imaginings okay so the exercises we're going to be doing over the next month are called imaginings and what I want you to do is think about finding yourself in this scenario. 
and write in detail about what is going on, both around you and within you and all of that. I want you to focus on details, like micro, super focus on, on every little tiny bit of detail. You know, pretend like your brain is a forensic artist, and you have to pay attention to every single little thing. And I want you to use all of your six senses, okay? I want you to write about what you see, again, in micro detail, what you smell, what you hear, what you taste, what you touch. And the sixth sense, <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> don't do this at home, <sighs> The sixth sense being your inner self, your hidden emotions, the mental or physical reactions you have to something. So the things we can't see, you know, what's going on inside of you in this in this scenario. So the scenario is, and this was going to be a really fun one. You know, I sat there and it was like I was running around get, trying to get so much. I mean, I've been going since like, you know, 536 o'clock this morning, nonstop, seriously. I've eaten an apple today. Um, so you're probably going to hear my stomach growling a little bit later on the show. I give it about an hour. <laughs> um, but I was sitting there, and I, I knew I was going to be doing this exercise tonight, and then I couldn't think of a scenario. And it's like, well, I wonder if I can Google. No, I'm not going to Google one. That's just like cheating, so I had to think of one. And it took me forever, but I think this one's kind of cool. Just the visuals in my head of it are kind of cool. So anyway, the scenario is you're in a city, and you're standing in a bright, well-lit retail store, that sells crystal glassware, like wine glasses, you know, the pretty, beautiful lead crystal, right? The, the vases and the, everything's clear and sparkly. And, and there's, in the store, there's many windows, and they're, they're big, huge windows, and the sun is streaming in, and everything is sparkling, okay? You're in the city, standing in a bright, well-lit retail store that sells lead crystal glassware, beautiful, sparkling crystal glassware, and there's huge windows everywhere, and the st- sun is streaming in, and, and everything's just like a rainbow sparkle of prisms. And, and all of a sudden, you feel a slight vibration. You feel the slight vibration first. And within seconds, you're in a full-scale earthquake. So that scenario, this scenario, I want you to start. I want you to write about. You're in the city. What would that mean, being in the city, in a bright, well-lit retail store that sells crystal glassware? There's huge windows and the sun streaming in and everything's sparkling with beautiful prisms, pretty, pretty. And then all of a sudden, you feel the vibration in your feet first, and within seconds, you're in a full-scale earthquake. So write about that. Write about what's going on around you, what you see, feel, hear, taste, all of it. Okay? That one should be kind of fun for you. Now, next I'm going to give you a prompt. Prompt, which is different than an exercise, which you're supposed to make messy with an exercise. But the prompt is supposed to be nice and neat because its final intention is to create a poem. Now, this can be the title of the poem. It can be a line in the poem. Or it can be the general concept of the poem. Okay, so I put this prompt out on my page. I always put one out on my page prior to the show. And, oh, let's see. See, I can't remember. Let me go look. Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell wrote a piece to it real quick. He did it real fast. It was awesome. It wasn't even up very long before he wrote that. And uh, he didn't use the prompt in the poem as a title, and he didn't use the prompt as a sentence. But he used part of it, and it's like the concept of the poem, which I thought was real clever and, and done very well. 
he did a great job on that. And uh, you know, so it doesn't have to be literal. You can just take the think about the image that it creates in your mind, and that can be the, it's kind of like a seed. You know, I'm blowing this as a seed prompt, and wherever it lands in your brain and whatever it goes into, that's up to you. But it does have to start with this seed. And the prompt for this week is red in the orchards. Red in the orchards. Okay. So once again, the title, a line in, or the general concept of red in the orchards. All right. Now we are doing something a little bit different uh, starting with last week, and we're going to continue to do this because it's just kind of fun for me. <laughs> and I hope that these prompts and stuff are helpful for you guys. Let me know sometime, you know, if you enjoy, if you guys enjoy these. Uh, but the what I'm doing is I'm going to be stealing a line from one of you tonight, and it will be next week's prompt. And the prompt is called "That's My Line," a poet's prompt. And so each week while you guys are reading, there's going to be something in one of your poems that's going to stand out to me, and I'm going to jot it down, and we are going to steal that line and make it a prompt and let people write to it. So whose line will it be? Will it be yours next week? We'll have to wait and see. All right, so, yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. So the prompt for this week comes from a poem that Granville read last week, and the line is, you ready? Dun-dun-dun. Get ready to write this down. Everybody knows the devil. All right. What's or that's my line. It's from Granville, and it is everybody knows the devil. All right. There we go. So that is all of your writing exercises, prompts, journal assignments, all that good stuff. Hope you have fun with those. And it's um, crazy. Why does it do that? I have a Nyla Alicia photography page, and I keep getting notifications that pop up and take up my whole screen saying somebody has liked you. Three new people have liked my page, and I haven't been on that page in over two years. That's really weird. The strange things that become my squirrels and make me run away from you guys, and then you have to reel me back in. All right, so next. I always start and end every episode with an audio track. So if you are a recording artist and you would like to have your piece, on the air, you can email those to me. The word the is in the email title to thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. That's thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Alrighty? We'll get those uploaded to the show li- show's library, play them for the world, and it will be awesome. The one that I'm going to start the show with tonight is by Prince E.A., and it is called The People Versus the School System. Here we go. Albert Einstein once said, Everybody's a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, today on trial we have modern day schooling. Glad you could come. Not only does he make fish climb trees, but also makes them climb down and do a 10 mile run. Tell me school, are you proud of the things you've done? Turning millions of people into robots, do you find that fun? Do you realize how many kids relate to that fish swimming upstream in class, never finding their gifts, thinking they are stupid, believing they are useless? Well, the time has come. No more excuses. I call school to the stand and accuse him of killing creativity, individuality, and being intellectually abusive. He's an ancient institution that has outlived his usage. So, Your Honor, 
This concludes my opening statement, and if I may present the evidence of my case, I will prove it. Proceed. Exhibit A. Here's a modern-day phone. Recognize it? Here's a phone from 150 years ago. Big difference, right? Stay with me. Here's a car from today, and here's a car from 150 years ago. Big difference, right? Well, get this. Here's a classroom of today, and here's a class we used 150 years ago. Now, ain't that a shame? In literally more than a century, nothing has changed. Yet you claim to prepare students for the future? But with evidence like that, I must ask, do you prepare students for the future or the past? I did a background check on you and let the record show that you were made to train people to work in factories, which explains why you put students in straight rows, nice and neat, tell them sit still, raise your hand if you want to speak, give them a short break to eat, and for eight hours a day, tell them what to think. Oh, and make them compete to get an A. A letter which determines product quality, hence grade A of meat. I get it. Back then, times were different. We all have a past. I myself am no Gandhi. But today, we don't need to make robot zombies. The world has progressed. And now we need people who think creatively, innovatively, critically, independently with the ability to connect. See, every scientist will tell you that no two brains are the same. And every parent with two or more children will confirm that claim. So please explain why you treat students like cookie-cutter frames or snapback hats, giving them this one-size-fits-all crap. Watch your language. Sorry, Your Honor, but if a doctor prescribed the exact same medicine to all of his patients, the results would be tragic. So many people would get sick, yet when it comes to school, this is exactly what happens, this educational malpractice where one teacher stands in front of 20 kids, each one having different strengths, different needs, different gifts, different dreams, and you teach the same thing the same way? That's horrific. Ladies and gentlemen, the defendant should not be acquitted. This may be one of the worst criminal offenses ever to be committed. And let's mention the way you treat your employees. Objection. Overruled. I want to hear this. It's a shame. I mean, teachers have the most important job on the planet, yet they're underpaid? No wonder so many students are short-changed. Let's be honest. Teachers should earn just as much as doctors because a doctor can do heart surgery and save the life of a kid, but a great teacher can reach the heart of that kid and allow him to truly live. See, teachers are heroes that often get blamed, but they're not the problem. They work in a system without many options or rights. Curriculums are created by policymakers, most of which have never taught a day in their life just obsessed with standardized tests. They think bubbling in a multiple choice question will determine success. That's outlandish. In fact, these tests are too crude to be used and should be abandoned, but don't take my word for it. Take Frederick J. Kelly, the man who invented standardized testing, who said, and I quote, these tests are too crude to be used and should be abandoned. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, if we continue down this road, the results will be lethal. I don't have much faith in school, but I do have faith in people. And if we can customize health care, cars, and Facebook pages, then it is our duty to do the same for education, to upgrade it, change it, do away with school spirit, because that's useless. Unless we're working to bring the spirit out of each and every student, that should be our task. No more common core. Instead, let's reach the core of every heart in every class. Sure, math is important, but no more than art or dance. Let's give every gift an equal chance. I know this sounds like a dream, but countries like Finland are doing impressive things. They have shorter school days. Teachers make a decent wage. Homework is non-existent, and they focus on collaboration instead of competition. But here's the kicker, boys and girls. Their educational system outperforms every other country in the world. 
other places like Singapore are succeeding rapidly. Schools like Montessori, programs like Khan Academy, there is no single solution. But let's get moving, because while students may be 20% of our population, they are 100% of our future. So let's attend to their dreams, and there's no telling what we can achieve. This is a world in which I believe, a world where fish are no longer forced to climb trees. I'll rest my case. Hey guys, my name is Prince EA, and I want to say thank you so much for watching my video. But now, I want to know what you think. How can we together create a more efficient, effective, and just better future of learning? I want you to visit nestday.com slash pre-order the future and share your thoughts and ideas on the topic. Peace. Totally forgot he had that on the end. So incredible piece. I love the part in there where he talks about educational malpractice, you know, and I think that education is something that we really, all of us should really pay attention to. You know, I, I really relate to that piece. There's a lot of things in there that really strike home for me. And there, when I was in the first grade, from the first grade until the fourth grade, there was this experimental program going on called ITA. And it means uh, initial teaching alphabet. And they took 10 kids out of all of the grade schools in Portland and put them in each school and put them in this program called ITA. And that's how they taught us to read from the first grade through the fourth grade. And then uh, to give you kind of an idea of what that's like, first of all, it's it's kind of kind of a phonics based, you know. So cat for me would have been K A T. But it went way beyond that. It was a whole new alphabet. It has, um, it consists of 42 letters and 24 standard lower, lowercase Latin type letters, right? So that's normal, you know, 36 letters in the alphabet. So 42 letters, first of all, in my alphabet with 24 standard lowercase. It was crazy. And so not only were there not all the normal letters. There wasn't even all the normal letters like you guys got to see, but there were weird letters that were like scribbles and symbols and and stuff that I that and that's how I learned to read. And then I was dumped into the fifth grade with no retraining. So from the first to the fourth grade, which is your most impressionable years when you're all learning to do all that stuff, I was taught this totally weird, crazy crap, and then dumped into the fourth and fifth grade with nobody sitting down and teaching me what the normal alphabet was. I had no clue. And so even as much as I loved English, I failed English all the time, you know, and it was on technical stuff. You know, as much as I loved writing, as much as, you know, I was horrible at it. You know, I struggled so hard, and, and, you know, then they call you up for the school bee, and and you get, you know, they ask you to spell something, and you get those mean teachers who call you because they know you can't spell. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, it was really hard, and it was really a struggle. And so I, I really think that we should pay attention. This is my political thing for the day. I really think that we should pay attention to what our children are learning, you know, our, we owe it to our future poets, our future writers, the the future literary heroes, you know, that we are going to be turning the baton over to and, and passing this world to. Uh, it just, I, I really, you know, if we don't 
keep feeding that creative brain and get people interested in writing and imaginations and teachings and things like that. You know, we're going to be a society where we are stuck reading nothing but what the whoever the they's be, you know, put out for us to read. You know, computer generated books. Where are we going to lose our passions when that happens? So pay attention to our school systems. Do what we can do to help inspire young kids, and uh, pay attention to the things that are going on. Quote. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Why did I go there? I don't know. I think it's because it is something that's very important to me. All right. So. Yeah, amazing. Again, you'd like to have your track played on the air, email those to me at thespeakeasycafe.gmail.com. We'll get that uploaded to the show's library and play that. We will end the episode with an audio track, as I said, and we'll try to get as many of these played during the show as we can, depending on how our callers are. We are going to be getting to our callers next, but first I want to remind you the number to call in, 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965, and you are listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. We are going to be getting to our live callers, so this is what you can expect if you are on hold or you call in tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 540 is our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please, and this is very, very important, I cannot... If if you take nothing else away from all these <laughs> instructions, this is the most important one. Please, when you come on the air, introduce yourself. Say, hi, this is me. And that way people know who's reading. I don't get like a bunch of, of PMs during the show saying, who's this, is, who's this, and then I can pay more attention to what you're saying, and that's important. Um, you don't want me to be distracted. Uh, and then I have to sit there and think of something incredible to say about what you just read. And I was answering PMs instead saying, I don't know, I'll ask him a minute, I'll ask him a minute. Okay, so yeah, um, please introduce yourself. And then, again, you always want to have your name attached to your work. You don't want it going out into the world. You know, you would never publish something and not tell them who the author is. You know, and basically, sound waves never go away. So what you say on here is going to be here forever. Make sure your name's attached to it. All right? When you come on, you can read two poems. If the lines get too busy during the evening, we may need to cut that back to uh, one poem. And if that happens, I will let you know. But right now, you're good at reading, too. Please keep your reads to right around the five-minute mark. Be courteous to the people who are waiting in line behind you. And uh, I'll try to get try to be brief with my comments enough that, uh, that none of you are waiting too long. When you're done reading... Again, very important, give out your URL. You want to make sure that people can come over and visit with you, get to know you and your work better, start creating that writer's network for yourself, both for inspiration purposes and just it's, you know, if you're if you're trying to build yourself as a writer, you want to surround your place yourself with with uh, like-minded people who inspire and who are inspired by and relate to and enjoy. So that writing network you build for yourself is very, very important. And, um, yeah, I won't get into that right now because we'll go off on a tangent and we are supposed to be getting to our callers. So next thing, oh, you guys, also, please, please, remember that we have a mature rating. So you seriously are bound to hear just about anything, with the exception of hardcore erotica. No adult porn palms, no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Okay, other than that, we don't need nipples, but, you know, other than that, <laughs> you're good to go. So with that said, I think I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give you the first three callers so you kind of know where you are in the lineup. We have, as I said, 540 first. Then we have 8, 
I should be writing these down. I always do. Oh, you guys are just going to have to put up with me a little bit this week. Or not this week, tonight. Not this week, but tonight. Because um, I, I really am kind of frazzled. You know, one of those those anxious kind of, you know, yeah, you just you just don't know what's, you just are on a wire. You're on a wire. That's what I feel like right now. So you guys are my decompression. I just need to breathe. <sighs> okay. All right. So, yeah, first three callers, 540-984-219. That lets you know where you are coming up very quickly. And I do want to let area code 757 know that you are not in the lineup. So if you want to come on the air, 757, please press 1, and I'll know it's okay to bring you on. If you're here and you're just listening, I appreciate it. Glad you're here. If you change your mind at any time, Press 1, and it will put you in the lineup. So that is 757. You are not in the lineup. 757, if you want to be in the lineup, press 1. All right. I will quit saying 757 now. It is not in the lineup. It needs to press 1 if they want to come on the air. All right. I think I did that well enough. All right. Let's grab. Hmm, I wonder who this is. 540, you are on the air. Well, hey. It's hey, Bill. Sweetheart. <laughs> How are you doing, sweetheart? I would never have guessed that. You know what's really yeah. funny is you can call in at the 15-minute mark, so you don't have to, you know, you can call in 15 minutes before the show starts and get into the lineup. That's right. So if you want you want to yeah. make sure you get on early, you can call. And it's, But it's actually 14 minutes and 59 seconds. It has to cross over that 15-minute mark. And I'm sitting here getting ready for the show, and I'm getting the studio set up, and I'm watching the switchboard, and every single week at that exact moment that they click, and you're there. It's like, it's like magic. 14 minutes magic. and 59 seconds. Boom. <laughs> you are, you're, you're like, you're like, you've got magic dialing fingers. Yeah, you got to go tell your mama I'm a magic man. <laughs> <laughs> He's a magic man, I Mama. I that song. Uh, so long ago when I was not so strong, you know. Little man came to you, such, me. Uh, crush on her. The, uh, Who? Oh, the, the singer for Heart. Oh, not the yeah. Mom. Yeah. I guess, what, what, what was her name, Nancy? Um, I don't, I don't remember. Hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> I was going to Google it, but my fingers aren't working. Yeah. She was really well, pretty, though. You, uh, how are you doing, Nyla? I am doing awesome. I just really need to chill out. I think it's going to take me a little bit of time to to slow down and decompress tonight. But uh yeah. Yeah, I'm so glad to be here with you guys. I can't even tell you. Well, I've got two pieces tonight. One is uh, very down to earth has to do with uh lumber and wood. And the other one is kind of pop culture. Uh, which one would you like me to do first? Pop culture. The pop culture. 
Okay, let me bring it up here. Ann Wilson. This is uh, okay. Before I get into it, you you remember LSD was uh, lysergic acid diethylamide number twenty five when it first came out, and Ken Kesey uh, come out with his tune in, turn on, and drop out, so to speak. <laughs> Uh-huh. So, and of course, about the same time, you had Philip K. Dick, who was uh, writing uh, about androids, wondering, do androids dream of uh, electric sheep? And it's from that that we got our modern-day films of Blade Runners. Um so uh, there's a lot of little Easter eggs, as they say, little uh, little um, gems in this uh, for those who kn- know about such things that they see how many they can catch. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. Here we go. It's titled Murgatroyd Number 25, Two Sestets Metered at Nine Syllables Per Verse by Philip Kent Church. 2015. Androids, turn on, tune in, and drop out. Peaked in the dead's space, then jammed Sid's Floyd. There's still a fact I cannot avoid. Like J.F. Sebastian built and toyed, still more human than Nexus Android. While no skin job can get me annoyed, electric sheep's dreams make me paranoid. I'm paranoid. Why all the fuss? Me? Paranoid? So what do you mean? But when the Blade Runners are employed, run to stage left, just like Snagglepuss, cause we say, heavens to Murgatroyd. Only four years and we must leave the scene. In poem. I love it. I love it. You know, I, you, you've got such this this creative. If if I were to put a character to your brain, if I was to assign a character to your name, your name would your your brain would be Puck. Do you know who Puck is? Midsummer's Night Dream, the little imp little boy, very out of the, he was very puckish, very impish, very, he he was a, a little handful, you know, and that's, that's the way I see your brain, and it amazes me how often and how easily you write about some of the, the oddest esoteric things in just this perfect way, I mean, you, you, you have no trouble reaching in thin air and pulling out something interesting. Mm. Well, I'm going to read this next one, and this is, uh, and and see how many uh, references you can pick out of it that have to do with lumber or trees or plants. Okay. And called uh, Lonesome Pine. 
I was living life like a leaf caught in the breeze, stumbling at love, not seeing the forest for the trees. I stood tall for you like a mighty oak, you see, but you turned out to be just another Judas tree. Now my heart glowed for you like foxfire at night. I didn't know if love's bark was worse than its bite. Leaves you like a hollow log, just as empty as hell. Didn't know the bow broke when my baby fell. Had a heart like a poplar, big and strong, you know. Now your love's turned me into a weeping willow. Like a sycamore, I was so tall and fine. But nowadays, I'm just a lonesome pie. In poem. <laughs> there were tons of them in there. That was incredible. <laughs> you did you did really really well at at the word play in that one. I you know when it's really funny because you said I want to see how many you could pick out. So I was going to be a little shit right and actually yeah. count them. So I, I was sitting there. And I so I had my pen and. As you were reading, I started writing down the words, and I got as far as mm-hmm. pines, leaves, stump and forest, trees, oaks, and, and that was, there was just too many. It was like the whole yeah. sentence was was done that way, and it's like, okay, I can't keep up. I better listen. <laughs> I was listening, but I better listen closer <laughs> instead of just for the words. Uh, yeah, that was a great, great job on that, honey. Oh, good. I'm glad you liked it. I did. Well, you all uh, endeavor to persevere. <laughs> and, uh, I'm uh, working on my motorcycle, customizing it and pissing the Grim Reaper off because Grim Reaper don't want me riding a motorcycle. And, um, you know... I wish that I was closer or I had the airfare where I could fly out there and spend a couple of days with you and just take some pictures and, and photograph it. And, and, you know, just that would just be so awesome. I want to I take pictures of you going on your first ride. Wow. Y'all come. Yeah. I know, right? If I could yeah. just, like, get wings on my feet. <laughs> well, maybe we can figure something out and meet halfway. <laughs> I see this guy going by, hair blowing in the wind on his motorcycle. <laughs> I flip around, catch up. Awesome. All right, sweetheart, great job tonight, baby. Tell everyone how they can find you, honey. Well, you can find me on uh, Facebook, Philip Church, more the merrier. Uh, send me a friend request. You want to check out my books? I'm on Amazon. It's Philip Kent, K E N T. Church, uh, you gotta search my full name, Philip Kent, K E N T Church, and it'll bring up all my books poetry books, and history books, and my novels. Awesome. All right, and if you get a chance, do me a favor and post the links to your books on my page or to your YouTube page or whatever it is you want to do. Do what now? Post the links to your stuff on my page when you get a chance. Oh, okay. I will. I will do that. On your page? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people can find it easily. Cool. Absolutely, I will do that. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> All right, hon. Love you dearly, and we will talk to you next week. Actually, we have a workshop next week, so that's cool. going to be fun with written and pain. Yeah, awesome. All right, we will talk to you soon, honey. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, babe. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code. Nine eight four nine eight four. You are our next caller. Hey Nava. Hey sweetie, how are you? I'm all right. I'm good. I'm fine as fuck. I'm actually I'm not as full. <laughs> Can hear you really well tonight. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm 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 sorry to hear that you're in the drip. I like you might have. You know, mind over, just remember, mind over matter and matter over mind. You know, you get I know, right? Yeah, it's fucking simple, man. You know, I can't remember the last time I've ever been depressed. I don't have bad days. They just I don't, don't I'm equate. not having a bad day or I'm not depressed. I'm just Yeah, you said you were having a bad time. Don't fucking hypocrite on no, me. No, 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 no. I'm no, not trying to not teach you anything either. Just, just. It's been a crazy week, and I've been bitchy. <laughs> hey, man, bad. that's life. That's life. <laughs> that's what life... I know. That, listen, man, that's what life hands you. And guess what? You're the one that gets to either do this. You get to put it in a cage. You put it in a box and fucking FedEx it to somebody that deserves it more than you, that worseness, you know? And that's not... I don't think it's evil, but, you know, we all want, we all want revenge because... That's in our blood from God, I think. But um, but but you just find ways to get over it. But if you want to go the ultimate route, you know, you find then you find contentment, self contentment, and but then see, there's, nothing. There's nothing bad it. going on right now, Glenn. There's nothing bad going on. There's just a lot going on. Everything that's going on is really good, and it's been a fantastic month. So there's nothing bad. It's just All right, well, listen, I'm glad you clarified that because <laughs> I do not want to ever hear that you're in a bad position. I'll come up there and, and I'll, I'll fucking no, turn the shit on you. No, I don't let bad you. near me. I'll, I I'll come up there and turn the shit on I'll knock on your door with the it, with the it clown costume, right, with the knife <laughs> in my hand, and like, how no. bad you feel now? <laughs> no, I I would, I would, no, I hate clowns. You I would hate totally clowns. fucking freak out. I would. I would probably shoot you if you want to know the truth. <laughs> so hey, man, do I would. I would enjoy that actually. You know, <laughs> if you promise me that, I'll do that. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll buy a fucking clown suit and a big ass fucking long knife. If you if no. you actually pull the fucking trigger on me, I, I would. I seriously, if I, I opened the door and saw that, somebody would get shot. Yeah. I got no problem in leaving this fucking rock. I'm waiting to get out of here. <laughs> they just won't let me out of. You know. Man, you had that, that school, that school um, spoken word, you know, uh-huh. that was, you know, that was Wasn't in that depth to, mm-hmm. yeah, but man, I mean, I mean, it had, it had every pinpoint of the problem um, and it had the individual solution, but it didn't have what you know i think i think because of the vision in politics you know but i'll just say this and maybe i'll get a flag for it but it didn't have a social solution you know what i mean 
but it made you think that maybe you could come up with that social solution, which um, poetry and spoken word is, is, you know, it's constructed to make you think. Yeah, yeah I think know. that that may have been the point of the piece because exactly. There's, exactly. there's so many people that don't even understand that it's a problem. They don't under because you know why? Because you know, we're I lazy fucking I, parents. Quite seriously, we're lazy parents. You know, you think of like I was talking about this a, a week ago or so. You know, if something happens and a kid used to want to know why the grass was green, they would go ask their their dad or their mom or their grandpa. Grandpa, why is the grass green? And grandpa would tell them. But now, what do kids do? They go and Google it. They Google it. They're smart. Kids are so much smarter now because they have so much information at their fingertips. And they want to know anything. They get their answers. But in that process, I think we've lost something. You know, we, we, are, we are lazy parents. We have, we have turned our children over to electronic babysitters and electronic nannies. And, you know, I sit there and I watch my, my little granddaughter. She's two years old, right? And she's sitting there flipping right. through that tablet and watching YouTube and interacting with games. She probably knows more about that tablet than you know about your playing, life. Glenn, she's playing Minecraft. I understandably, two. but listen, you know what? I, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just going to interject. I'm, I'm going to interject on this on this combo real quick, okay? Not not mm-hmm. to dissuade you from your belief or anything or your pro- projection about you know uh, technology on lifestyles and things like that, but. Um, with that said and done, I was listening to this Joe Rogan segment, and he had the dude that uh, created um, um, Quake, the video game Quake, right? So they went into that, and then he talks about him. He was the first and probably the only guy they ever put a turbo on a Ferrari because Ferrari frowns down about that shit, right? Um, but uh, he did, and then he, and for the, the, they had like, you know, a whole gathering of Quake players thousands of them and he put his Ferrari, his turbo ferrari up for uh the for you know the first prize winner right but one mm-hmm. thing he said about about things was um you know they talked about virtual reality and a bunch of just weird not weird stuff but things that most people aren't going to be commonality towards you know it's it's just not in their mind frame they got other things on their mind work eight to five how do I pay for my college, or my kids' college, things like that? Which is, you know, that's a that's a report, so you got to give it, you know. But um, but he, he said one thing, man, that really kind of blew my mind. He said, uh, you know, um, well, they brought up this fact. I don't. He didn't say it actually. I'm, Jamie said it because he looked it up on Google, and uh, actually his fingers did work, girl. And um, <laughs> I just throw that in on you. And he brings up this uh, this statistic that um, who's the who's the guy that is the best golfer? T- uh, Tiger yeah, Woods. They get into Tiger Woods. He won two million dollars for a Masters, you know, championship. Right. The best gamer in the world won three point eight million dollars, something like that. Figure that one out. Yeah. So when all, yeah, when see, so we're living through evolution. You know, I know. I don't think that there's anything wrong with technology. I think that kids need to learn that because that's the world they are going to be living in. You know, it's not like right. they're not going to be living in my world where you know I saw the invention of calculators, right, and uh, pagers, right. and cell phones were a brick. 
in the 80s. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to be living in a world of technology, so I think it is important for them to learn it from as a child. But I think that it needs to be done responsibly, responsibly and I think parents need to take control of – I think that electronics should not be a babysitter. I think parents should – Yeah, and, and here's, here's what I'm going to say to you. So that's my here's point. what I'm going to say to you. Here's what I'm going to say to you. We're about the same age, somewhere approximate, okay, give or take a couple – five or ten years, you're probably twenty one and you just you know, I don't I don't really care. <laughs> I have an old but my soul. point is <laughs> my point is, you know, it's just like your dad saying, When I was young, we listened to real music. We didn't listen to this shit, you know. And, you know, you gotta roll with the changes, man. We live in a construct Oh trust of me, chaos. I am I'm a Google crazy person. I have to know everything. So it's not technology I have an issue with. It's parents turning their kids over to an electronic babysitter and not taking care of their own kids. Parenting it's, is it's nothing like it used to be before. Issue. Well, hey, you're going to read me a poem. Like used to be uh, uh, should I? Yeah, because we're getting off on a tangent, so I got to reel us in. Yeah, we are. Actually, uh, I thought you were like doped up because you were like talking so fast and stuff. But I, everything you said was uh, was legit. So. Everything I have inside me. Doped up. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even had any coffee today. I know you don't do dope. I'm just, I was just framing you, you know. Mm. Everything I have inside me says don't ask for reprise. The lock and the chain walk inside, politely lie. Tell someone you forgive them. When you have an experience, how not to look back. Toss the cards in the air when you haven't learned. A one-eyed jack is your best bet. Might as you try. Three dividends of pound. Respect when it's right is freely given. Now, freedom is talking to a burning bush, discovering ores come from the slaver. Everything I've come to terms with has come with scars. I doubt the expenditure can be paid in gold. Freedom will cost everything you've saved for. Freedom will deplete your outer soul before it gives you back to yourself. Freedom has no price tag, but it costs more than most people got. The settlement is jumping through hoops. I say, fuck the not. And Palm? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I didn't do my. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't know. I this didn't know if there was a dramatic <laughs> pause. You know. <laughs> this is called. This is called freedom has no price. My name is Bun Spill. Thank you for for listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I loved it. Are you going to read two tonight, Glenn? Please. Uh no. I think I'm going to let you get on because I've taken up a little bit of time here. So, you know. Well, that was my fault. I I get I get mouthy. You know me. Nah, I, I mean, I'll read another one. I got another one prepared for the show, you know. Yeah, that was my, I, we I went off a tangent, but that was my fault. So please, yeah, read your second poem. No, it was, it was, it was, you know what, you know what it is? We just have good combo. And when you find somebody yeah. in life that you can have a conversation with, it's like the most extraordinary thing, you know. Charge me for a glass of your dope lemonade. Get my debit card. 
have it show up as a disguise. Promise me by optic vision. Turn me gray, steal my black heart, sell it to the devil. It not it might not be worth much. Offer a cup of your dope lemonade. Make him promise not to target my soul. I'm gonna need that when I come knocking on your door. And oh, while you're negotiating, go to God. Hand him a gallon of your brew. I heard he likes virgin. Slam back a shot of your dope lemonade with him. Keep it limited. Last thing we need are angels getting drunk on your dope lemonade. Last thing we need is nephrophilia. Roaming around engaged to the daughters of men. Last thing we need here are giants. I'm the only one that needs to touch your sky. I'm the only one you need to be concerned with. Everyone else is just an unnecessary trick. When you get back, I'll be on your doorstep with my goblet held out between your legs. My heart on display for more of your dope lemonade. It's called dope lemonade. My name is Glenn Stuff. That is awesome. Thank you. You are very welcome. Dope Lemonade. I love it. All right, my darling, do me a favor. Tell everyone how to come find you. Facebook, Google me, Glensill. Very cool. And we will talk with you next week, my dear. What makes you think I'm coming back next week? I would do that You too. love me. <laughs> and you <laughs> love our right. show. And you love reading uh, to our poets. You know, I I, do, I was thinking tonight the platform of your show, the way you enter in your uh, the, the your introduction. Um, I used to kind of get bored with it, but then I started listening, and I was like, you know, nobody else has done this. Nobody else done gets what? writing prompts and oh. you know, and I mean, just you know, just the 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 coordinates and. And I know you're sitting there reading this because you do it every week the same way, but but it's always differentiated. So I want to applaud you for that. You know, that's why your show has been on for twelve or what is twelve years now? Yeah, thirteen. It'll be it'll be thirteen in October. Yeah. Do you know what's really funny? You bring up a funny point, and here I'm going on a tangent, but you brought up a really funny point. The very beginning of my show, you know, you said you you get bored with it because it's always the same, right? You know, welcome to Speakeasy, here's the number, um, you know, workshops, thank the sponsors. Everything is always the same, and it's almost the same word for word. Do you know why? I I bet you can tell me. Go ahead. I am going to tell you. It's because, I mean, and I've worked in radio since I was 19 years old. And it's been this way since I was 19 years old. I have the most horrific fear. I mean, horrific, horrible, horrible, throw up on my shoes, horrible anxiety about talking in public. And when I know, and and radio is no different because I know you guys are out there. (laughs) I I see the show numbers. I know who's listening, right? I get this horrible fear. And it's the same way when I go up to perform spoken word poetry up on stage and have to read in front of people, which I do. But I'm, it terrifies me. I can't even tell you how hard that is for me to do. So when I first start reading, I always read a poem I know really well, and I've rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed. I always read something I know. 
if I can get through the first five minutes, then I'm fine. And it's the same way, it's the way with the show. When the first part of the show, when the show first goes live, I get a panic. It's like a panic attack almost. But I read this, I say, but I say the same thing at the beginning of every show because once I get through that and I can breathe, then I'm fine and I'm good and I can have fun and relax and talk to you all and it's no big deal at all. But it's that initial five minutes of the show getting over that hump. That's why the, the beginning of the show is the same. It's because I have this horrible fear of talking in public. Did you know that? But you wouldn't have guessed that. I do now. Absolutely yeah. not. Uh, yeah. but so you when know you what, hear the um, beginning of the show, you'll know why now. Yeah. And you know what? It's all good because, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of actors go through the same semblance there, you know. So, you know. So for me doing this for 12 years, it is a big deal because I go through that every week. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I guess guess your poison is your food, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I like pushing my comfort zones. (laughs) Yeah. Use that for a writing prompt next week. Your poison is your food. I will write that one down. That's how long it took and then it has so many. It has so many constructs because it could be mental, you know, psycho, psychological. It could be physical. It could be just all the diameters that we live through as human beings. Your poison mm-hmm. is your food, and unfortunately, you know. Well, I'm not even going to go there because then I'll be writing your poem, and I don't want to do that. I love you, girl. <laughs> Get to the next love poet. You too, Glenn. All right. Thank you, honey. All right, bye. 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 All right. Our next caller comes from area code two one nine two one nine. You are on the air. Hey, now how you doing? This is Brother Oak on the line from East Chicago, Indiana. How you doing? I am doing wonderful, Brother Oak. I love your new phone. Just so you know. Thank you. You sound so good. Thank you. You're welcome. So, what'd you bring us tonight? Um, uh, my poem I got called You Can't Keep Brother O Down For Long. Go ahead. It's not how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get back up and remain to fight. My dear brothers and sisters, for this in life, on Speakeasy Cafe. Nothing will ever hit you harder than life itself, ranging from setbacks to life and death situations. See, in this lifetime, you're going to suffer some knockdowns from time to time. Life will make you stumble and fall. Life will hit you with jabs, hooks, uppercuts, crosses, and haymakers. And sledgehammer. Life will back you up into a corner. And life will make you want to throw in the towel sometimes. But you got to get back up and keep on fighting against the odds no matter how insurmountable they are. When you get knocked down in the boxing ring, you have a decision to either take a standing eight count, pull yourself up using the ropes, well, stay down. Stay down until the referee reaches the count of 10 declares the knockout. Or throwing a towel and quit the fight 
declaring, no mas, no mas, I won't fight no more. My dear brothers and sisters, no matter how many disappointments and setbacks I endured, nothing can keep me down for long. My dear brothers and sisters, no matter how many times I've gone back and forth to doctor's offices and visited the hospital, nothing can keep me down for long. No matter how many times women have turned me down or didn't look in my direction, nothing, nothing can keep me down for long. No matter how many times I felt discouraged, frustrated, and angry, nothing can keep me down for long. No matter how many times I felt like giving up and going back to my old ways and my old lifestyle, nothing can keep me down for long. No matter how many haters and critics I have out there, nothing can keep me down for long. Keep me down for long. No matter, no matter how many people turn turn on me and distance themselves from me, nothing can keep me down for long. No matter how many of my friends and relatives have made it transition to heaven. Nothing can keep me down for long. No matter how many obstacles I've encountered, nothing can keep me down for long. And no matter how many trials, tests, and tribulations I've endured in my life, nothing can keep me down for long in poem. You know, I absolutely love the way that you write with such confidence. And, you know, it's, it's you're a fighter. You know, you have that, that fighting spirit, and you just face the world head on. I was absolutely love it. Great job, honey. Thank you, now. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You are very welcome. Did you have a second one you wanted to read, or is that good tonight? Um, 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 okay. I, the second one is called a natural born overcomer. According to the dictionary, an overcomer is defined as a man or woman who got the better of the challenges in his and her life. A man or woman who has conquered the odds. A man or woman who survived traumatic or life-threatening situations. And a man or woman who strives to live life to the fullest despite the current situation. My dear brothers and sisters, I'm the epitome of a natural born overcomer. Was repeatedly conquered challenges, repeatedly hurdled over obstacles, repeatedly defied the odds, and repeatedly knocked down walls to accomplish and achieve many great feats in my life. Now, allow me to go into a brief synopsis of what I've overcome since birth. I'm an overcomer living as a black man in America. Despite facing perils, threats, traps, and dangers, I survived all those and then some by God's grace, favor, and mercy on my life. I'm overcoming numerous open heart surgeries and a host of numerous medical conditions. Because I'm already proclaiming that by strikes, 
I am healed. I am healed. And my strong faith in God has carried me through every affliction, sickness, and illness. I'm going to overcome a speech impairment because I was an avid reader who faithfully went to the library. The quiet, the quiet knowledge and practice reading books out loud until my speech impairment was barely, barely noticeable. Every time you hear me perform poetry live in person on the radio, I speak with clarity and if I might add. My very articulate brother was complete command in English language. See, I'm gonna overcome with being suggest subjected to bullying. I was a young man who was made fun of, ridiculed and laughed at. I was a young man with low self esteem and self confidence. I was a young man with a lot of anger and hate in my spirit that was focused on seeking retribution daily. I learned to fight back and stand stand up for myself by facing my bullies head on without fear. After all was said, after it was all said and done, they didn't bother me no more. And I earned their respect. I'm overcome with being an underachiever. I was a C student in high school, graduated from college with a 3.2 GPA. After working a series of jobs, I was called by God to start my spoken word ministry 11, 11 years ago. That's allowed me to prosper and flourish into a multi-award-winning poet and author who has captured the hearts of thousands of people. Nationwide with my unconventional brand of poetry. Now, I'm overcome with being dumped and rejected by several women. Every woman has turned me down and led me closer to me, my queen. Every woman has dumped me, missed out on the golden opportunity to experience a real man. I cried many tears and experienced numerous seasons of loneliness. Yes, even a great brother like myself has had to experience. Some no good, no good females out here in order for me to experience true love by special ladies was meant to enhance what I already have and compliment, compliment me. So, my dear brothers and sisters, these are just a few things that I had to overcome. They'll only be befitting if I won. The 2019 National Spoken Word Award for Overcoming the Year. See, I've overcome a lot in my life, and even if I don't win this award this Saturday, there's one poet living in the United States of America who truly deserves deserves that award. That brother is yours truly. For those that have a miracle professor poetry in poem. <laughs> Great, right? You know, you don't need an award. You, uh, you're a winner all the time, my dear. Appreciate you. Right. All right. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come visit with you. Uh, evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, to those who are not quite familiar with my work. I can be found on Facebook under Omar Brother O'Gallon. 
And uh, I truly appreciate everyone who calls in and listens to my poetry every Thursday night to Speakeasy Cafe. And as always, thank, thank you very much for your support. Because without platforms like, like this one, I would not have the opportunity to express, to tell my life story and express myself through all the poetry. Well, we appreciate you, honey. So thank you so much, and we will talk to you next week. Yes. Awesome. All right, sweetie. Thank you, hon. Good night, brother. Good night. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 346. 346, you're on the air. Good evening. Hey, girl, how are you? I am fabulous. Thank you for asking. It is good to hear from you. (laughs) Thank you. It's good to hear your voice, too. And, you know, I have grown to love the beginning of your show as well. And, you know, you're talking about um, send in your tracks. I bet you have yet to upload my track. And it's been like a year or more. (laughs) I sent them to you, and then you you kept having, like – things coming up so you couldn't get them uploaded to to the uh, studio so if it is if I don't have it uploaded it's because I can't get it uploaded so there was one that I had from mama that I wasn't able to upload either and it took me a long time to get her a, a link from hers resend it to me and I'll see what the issue is I don't remember what it was but can you resend it to me okay Okay, I'll 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 look and see if I still have that email. Um, what is or just it? If you have um, a link of it, if you have it on Facebook, or if you have it on uh, like YouTube, I can pirate it off of YouTube. If you have it on there, I can pull the audio off. Um, SoundCloud, it has to be. People have sent me links to download from there, but I can't download from there um, unless they have their settings so that I can. And most people don't. So. Or send me an MP3 file will work. Right, that's what I did. I sent the MP3, but I'll, I'll go back and look at it all. But anyway, um, so here is uh, a poem. Uh, it's called Utopia. So okay, uh, and it goes, and it goes like this: Utopia, sun shimmering across the blue sky. As our joy is stupendous, birds chirping in a rhapsody of God's choir. This is the day God made. Rejoice, all of creation. We have a brand new day to do with it what we will. Build bridges reaching across to tomorrow. Destroy the walls of unforgiveness. Allow the past to fade away into nothingness. Construct a day filled with love, harmony, and respect. Manufacturing each day in this way. We will eventually have 
the utopia we all long for on this planet. Erase away anger and strife. Replace them with humbleness and understanding. Replace hate with love. You say it's impossible, yet remember the apostles? Remember Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.? It is possible, and we must do it collectively as humans or mankind will be destroyed from within. Stop looking at race as a deciding factor. We shall never heal the wounds that separate us. God created all humans in his likeness. Wouldn't it be boring if we were all the same? Each person is a unique individual. Treat them as such. I had a long, cold winter. I cried like a wounded animal day after day. I could not stop the flow of tears, only Jesus to comfort me. I lost a great deal of the materialistic. I even lost my cat, Michael. I was brokenhearted and humiliated. Above all else, I knew God would bring me through it. I never doubted his grace. This experience forged a new person out of the fiery pit. I was molded, shaped, and sharpened, blended with strength and perseverance. No longer the same person, but a new improved version. I had to go through the pruning process so the old rotten fruit could be burned away to make room for fresh, fulfilling fruit. So let's Lead in love and understanding, patience and mercifulness. Don't be so fast to judge others or assume. Ask if you don't understand. Hold on to your anger. A tongue is a deadly weapon. Allow your spirit to lead you. You will never take the wrong steps. Ask for discernment in every situation. Your intuition and knowledge will direct your path. Remember, we all are one heavenly family, all with different levels and gifts. Together in love, we shall win. We shall see the gates open for our triumphant return, running into our Father's awaiting arms. A feast like no other, a banquet long awaited, returning home. To take our places as royalty. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, aka Poetical Angel Queen, and peace. <laughs> awesome, sweetheart. Great read. I loved it. Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. Are you going to yes, uh, a read lot another of one? A lot of people said that they they really liked that piece, and so I mm-hmm. thought I'd bring it by. Um, okay, well, he, um, sort of in that vein, um, it's called our thoughts. In Proverbs four twenty three, it says, "More than anything, you guard, protect your mind, for life flows from it." You see, all that we are comes from our thoughts. We are powerful with our minds. We manifest our destiny through our thoughts, which which is why the Bible's advice is to protect what it is you think about. Positive mindset will draw the positive effect, as does a negative mind will 
pull in the negatives. It is the housing for our soul, your power, strength, and intelligence. Feed yourself from the Bible. Learn to control your mind, body, and soul. The greater understanding of self is contained within your thoughts. Your soul's domain. Keep it clean, healthy, and whole. Read, pray, connecting to the spiritual plane where our Savior empowers, enlightens, restores, heals, and cherishes our oneness with him. None of that can be achieved without a purified mind. Satan attacks our mind, sending thoughts of wickedness, deceit, and hate. These are what you must guard against. Finally, remember Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Remember, always, your power to manifest is contained within your thoughts. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, in peace. Fantastic job, sweetheart. Very proud Thank of you. Great right. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're okay, welcome. so you can you can find me on Amelia T. Davis, E-M-I-L-I-A-T-D-A-V-I-S, or Poetical Angel Queen, although both are at their max, and so you cannot make my friendship. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, they both, both of those pages do have overflow pages. So, um, you know, if you if you type that in, the second page will come up. I also now have my um, like page back. So you can like uh, Emilia T. Davis, or you can Google me, or you can just find me here just about every Thursday night with Nyla. Yes, you can. All right, Amelia, great job, sweetheart. Appreciate you. Thank you. You're welcome. Love you. Love you too, hon. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. If you are wanting to call in tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. You're listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. We are getting ready to start the second half of the show now. So let's go ahead and bring on uh, 346. That was Amelia. Let's go ahead and bring on 701. 701, you're on the air. Hi there, Nyla. This is Emily. How are you? Hey, Emily, how are you doing? It is good to hear from you. It's been a bit. It has been a while. Uh, can you hear me okay? Because I'm in a cafe and I'm on earbuds, so I don't know I if it's too you loud great. or too quiet. Awesome. It's been back to school. has been quite, uh, quite a chore, but um, we're there, and little Tinkerbell is happily in first grade, and so we're we're moving along, so I have time to kind of get away and, and do some more writing. So, yeah. Awesome. I'm glad. I'm really glad you called in. I was actually thinking about you that day. I'm thinking, I should send her an email because I have not heard from her in a while. It was. I went through a pretty rough time. Um, it was 
it was kind of rough, but I'm I'm on the way back now, so it's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're here. All right. So I have a, I have a brand share? new poem. I have a brand new poem that I just wrote the other day, so it's still very, very new. But um, this is kind of where my head was the other day. So I don't have a title yet, but I think I know where it's gonna, what the title is gonna be. So here we go. Have you ever really looked at a glass of wine? I mean, Moscato smiles. It's sweet, fruity, bubbly. But there is a hint of frailty with this one. A drip just landed on the bar, and I wonder how many sad calories of poetry have seeped into this wood, along with the tangry dribbles from high-end french fries. That's just the type of place this is where I'd like to be someday. Not checking the bank account before I consider which vice to exploit. Tonight, I wonder if there is a way to retrain my brain after I become successful enough to not worry about pennies or payday and just enjoy a good wine. End poem. Ah, I love it. Thank you. Yeah. And, and yes, I I have stared into a glass of wine on a day or two. <laughs> I've had days where I've looked closely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Looking for some hidden so meaning was, inside inside the glow. Yeah, that's that's where my head was so <laughs> that time. But yeah, I have one more if you'd like me to read it. Of course, please. Okay. This is you know I I kind of like list poems. So I went through a time where I was like, I'm going to write as many list poems as I can. So I have one now. Um, And I may have read it before, but I'm not sure. So we'll we'll see. I do have a title for this one. This one's called How It Used to Be. Brave, naive, book smart, rose-colored, beautiful, innocent, everyone's friend, jumping in the puddles, sloshing through the rain, rolling in the grass, Climbing down the trees, squinting at the sun, holding carefully the bugs, planting the land deer, sniffing the tulips, chasing thunderclouds, snuggle on your lap, thumbing on the porch, sneaking another cookie, coloring outside the line, scooping up the snow, splashing in the sink, placing seashells on the dresser, thinking toes in the sand, spritzing mom's perfume, reading, quote, historical romance novels. Rinsing in the tub, crosswords at the table, Christmas morning glee, birthday party guests, band concert solos, piano lessons, the bug zapper, tearless Sundays, all the cousins, grandpa's pool, crickets, grandma, and myself, naive, brave, green, and so on. I love it. Thank you. Naive, brave. You know, those two words go, you know, when you when you said those two words, you know, they, they go hand in hand. There's a, there's a certain amount of courage that comes with not knowing, right? Right. And then at the same time wondering, well, if I was still naive, then maybe I wouldn't have to be so full of such bravery because you don't need as much of it when you're naive because the world isn't so scary. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but 
yeah, so they do go hand in hand. So I think that one, uh, this one is in my uh, full-length collection that is looking for a publisher. So I finally titled my full-length collection. It's exciting. That is, do me a favor when if you get a chance, my yeah. love, and go post the link to that. Um, okay. On where to find yeah. it on my page, so because that's kind of like the community bulletin board, we'll be able to find it. Okay. So well, I don't. I don't there. have a publisher yet, but it's it'll. It's, but you've finished I'll, it. So it's, it's done, but it doesn't have a publisher, so it's not officially published. But it's complete and it's finished, so I'll put the title out there. Awesome. All right. Very cool, honey. I am so glad you were able to call in and uh, Me get too. on and you know. Even when you're not here, I know that, that life, I mean, there's a couple of people who've been a little bit MIA lately, and I know life happens and you guys have to go do stuff and all that, but even when you're not here, know that you are, okay? And even oh, when you're not you. here, we're there with you. Oh, thank you. Whatever it is you're, whatever it is you're going through. Yeah. Yeah. Thank it's, you. When you're not that's here, there's that's still a place at the table set for you, so in case you happen to walk in the door at the last minute, you're home with us. Just know that. Oh, you're awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome, honey. We love you, and we miss you, and you're part of our family, so don't forget that. I won't forget. Thank you, my dear. Love you, too. All right. We'll talk to you soon, All sweetheart. Right. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller, which comes from area code 903. I just got it. Before we bring them on, I'm going to mute them again. They're going to be so mad at me. 903, hold on half a second. I just got a message from tech support saying that we are having some line issues right now. And uh, I don't know if any of you have even had a chance to get into the chat room, but the the chat room is uh, being a little silly. Uh, I was so good to hear from Emily. I have really missed her. I was perusing her page earlier and thinking, you know, what's going on? Why haven't we heard from her? So... Yay, surprise. Okay, um, I'm going to go ahead and try to bring on 903. So if you're trying to get in and you're getting a fast, busy signal, guys, keep trying to dial in, okay? They're working on the lines right now. I'm trying to talk and answer them at the same time. I'm doing so good. You can tell them, can you hear the pin clicking? I do that when I get in. Put the damn pin down, Nyla. All right, 903, now I'm bringing you on the air. Are you with me? Hello, Nyla. This is Eric Shelman. How are you doing tonight? Eric, my darling, it is so good to hear from you. I'm doing great. How are you? Awesome. I'm doing good. We're actually uh, almost we're almost in my place I stay most of the week at work. <laughs> uh, we're actually stopped at a Love's. about to get some Arby's. So, but I figured. And, some Arby's. Uh, I got some Arby's. Yeah. Is that what you said? You're getting some, some Arby's? Arby's? Yeah, you know, you better get enough for everybody. You know, I've eaten an apple today. That's for... all I've eaten today, and I am starving, and my an stomach apple. is growling. So I, I, I don't know if I, <laughs> I don't know if I can take this. You better run something by yeah. me, okay? All right, I'll just send you something in the mail. I'll airmail it. That works. All right, good deal. That works. All right. Mhm. All right. Uh, I got a poem. It's actually a dedication poem. So I'm going to read it, and then I'll tell you who I dedicated it to. Ready? Mm Mm-hmm. 
All right. Supreme Hora Macabre, Gothic master and guru, a modern-day Edgar Allan Poe poet and writer he is, mastermindly written and still writing everything to do with horror, gothic, macabre, suspenseful thrillers, love lost, heartful, heart-wrenching, death, afterlife, life in between death and life, light, dark, thought-provoking, creepy, scary, beautifully demented, and horrifically terrific, geniusly writing and surpassing his master and inspired Edgar Allan Poe's poetry, superb lyricist for Demon Boy, he is, has written and published two horrifically beautiful poetry books, Poetry Girls and Bloody Tis My Valentine, in which I have brought, I have bought, read, and reviewed as well. Fifty poems of his were turned up into an audiobook by Adam Ginsberg and engineered by Fred Frankenberg. Lady C, his poem was sung by Nicole Olivia and put to music by Harrison Ingermarson. Poetry Girls has been promoted into independent films. His other works may be found in zombie compilations and Undead Tales in Undead Tales uh, 2, Volume 2. Wrote lyrics to Cemetery, Cemetery Girl on the new Demon Boy CD, Dawn of Demon, and has four songs on the band's upcoming CD, including This Halloween and Zombie Dance. Won a concert he did, and now has his poem, My Night as Poe, is walled up in the Poe Cottage in Bronx, in the Bronx, New York, in Bronx, New York, during its restoration of Edgar Allan Poe's former residence. His other poems are featured in the anthologies in both 21st Century Photography, Volume 3 and 4, and anthology Songs for the Raven, and five featured poems in The Art of Darkness. All of his poetry has inspired me to write my fourth book, Terrific Tales of Poetic Horror, which I dedicated to him and several others. Thanks so much for inspiring me and so many others as well. Richology creator he is. Truly beyond talented as a poet and writer he is. Acted and wrote Terry Castle's Scare It Forward, Angel Island. Phenomenally glad to have found him and his writings on Facebook. Above all, the, above, uh, above is my dedication poem to you, Rich Orth. And it's dedicated to Rich Orth. That's the end piece. <laughs> Fantastic job on that, sweetheart. Well, thank you. Uh, he's one of my favorite poets. He's on Facebook. I don't know if you know who he is or not, but he writes a, he writes a variety. He is mainly known for his gothic and dark poetry, but he writes uh, Poesque is what it's called, but in the style of Poe. So, all right, I got my second one. It's not a dedication poem. <laughs> it's kind of funny and messed up, I guess you could say that. All right. Uh, critiquing and defining poetry. Is there a meaning? Is there any content? Content? Is there any context? Are there any illusions? Are there any illusions? Are there any rhyme schemes? Are there any poetic forms? Are there any poetic styles? Are there any poetic terms? Are there any sub subtleties? Or subtleties? 
Is there is it more prosody than poetic? Is it not a poem at all? Is it just a rant? Is it just nonsense? Is it nothing at all? Maybe the meaning is actually what it says. Maybe it is nonsense. Maybe it is just a rant. Maybe it means absolutely nothing. Why should poetry be dissected and categorized by literary critics and fellow poets and poetesses? It is an artistic expression of his or her creator. That's the end piece. Fantastic job. <laughs> you know, you would be surprised when you're not on how many times people say, hey, where's Eric been lately? You heard from Eric. Did you know uh, that? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. that, my job gets in the way sometimes, so I try to come when I can. I did make it two weeks in a row. That's a start. Huh? Sorry, I just got a message from tech again, tech support again. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not so <laughs> good right. at multitasking, am I, sweetheart? All right, no. give me a favor. Sorry. Tell everyone how to find you, honey. <laughs> All right, that was. All right, this is Eric Shulman. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, it's Eric Shulman, and that's pretty much it for right now. Well, thank you so much for the platform. Thanks for letting me come on and, and uh, helping other poets have the platform and speak their voice and let us be heard and, and let you hear our poetry and uh, everything else you do for us. And uh, I actually plan on writing a dedication poem to you, too. But I gotta ask you some questions, so first, because <laughs> I'm gonna make sure okay. it's factual. So, okay. but I'll let you know before I do it, and I'll post it. Well, I mean that's up to you. You want the phone <laughs> to be honest, or fake, or fake? <laughs> Can be fake news uh, or real news. <laughs> uh, we'll 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 have to see. Depends on what the questions are. All right, there won't be anything bad. It'll just be about your life. Well, some of, some parts of it. So, all right. Well, I'll let you go. I'm gonna get get some Arby's. So, just, you can awesome. expect it in about an hour or two. All right, sweetheart. All right. We will talk right. to you next week. Yes, you will. Thank you so much. <laughs> Have a great night. Bye, Nyla. Bye, sweetie. All right, so as I said, you guys, we are having some issues with the lines right now. I am not able, let me get him muted so he can order his his dinner. Um, I've got no lines open right now, no new lines coming into the show. I have 757 still on hold. If you want to come on, press 1. Otherwise, just hang out with me and we'll have some fun. If you guys are trying to call in and you're getting that fast busy signal, just keep dialing they're working on this as we speak i'm going to go ahead and play some tracks that's one of the fun things about it when this happens and and our lines mess up you guys get to enjoy some tracks that we don't normally get to play so the first one i'm going to play is called my father it's by adam faulkner i know you're going to like it here you go all that i know from the hand-me-down round the bottle blue-collared recipes of writers and wood carvers that are my family is that my father's side never missed one Sunday in church. And despite the down-the-ladder passings of whiskey with the livers and empty high school diploma frames, I'm told the last name Faulkner had a spine to it in Mississippi. But what stands out now, before a classroom of my students, 
is the memory of a 10th grade me. Thumbing through the pages of a Civil War picture book and biting down hard like the rusty mouth of a bear trap through ankle bone. A father-son portrait in the shade of a poplar tree gloating beneath a pinata body in the breeze like kindergarten artwork stuck to the fridge. A throat choked open at the bottom of a noose to jitterbug tiptoe God from out the mouth. Mississippi, Arkansas, Alabama, Tennessee. I closed that book. I sat there silent. I remember stashing the evidence, being weary of the bystanders. Because webbing together the maybes in my blood is spinning the cylinder chambers in a gun till the hollow tip with my history etched into it locks and ignorance is still the easiest pill I have ever swallowed. Like telling every student that walks into my classroom to tell the story that's under their nose when the one that bakes like asphalt roadkill beneath my own skin just sits there collecting dust like a whisper. But this is not about guilt anymore. It's not about a white boy feeling bad, putting it all together and getting over it anymore. This shit is about anger. And never being taught the right way. Hand to the back of the head held steady with nose in book like, Look, son, swallow that because it is you. At the way that 23 years can fly without ever being asked how I felt about the best of edited mixes that us white boys digest in the learning of our skin. We pocket the stories that leave us naked in the darkest folds of the mouth. And silence is volume enough when our words clean around them like a roommate's mess to let fester and ooze into vinegar. But the nauseating recipes of secret trees, dangling hang ropes, and charred bones bottomed in the mud of the little pigeon that get exchanged at holiday gatherings as seldom as sober apologies makes believing in my students even easier. Because a blindfolded fight is always harder and I'm too tired to pull the blindfold off slow. To front like these four walls in History 101 will tell them everything they'll ever need to know and so we write about what we are and why it matters and whatever bubbles up comes out we are loud and no rock is ever left unturned. Dolores will tell you she's ready for what it means to take the I am sorry out of I am gay and Christopher will outline in bullet point fashion what symptoms to look for when trying to decide if a person you love is a crack addict we take our skin off and I am learning for the first time for the First time, what it feels like to have the worst of all that I am to be pecked at, ribs peeled back, and I'm beginning to own my story like the scars that make history terrified of being photographed. That was Adam Faulkner, my father. The next one I'm going to play for you is Andrea Gibson. It's called The Moon is My Kite. Here we go. From the other end of the phone line, my little sister says, Andrea, poppy flowers are beautiful in the right light. I say, Laura, you're right. And landmines look like toys to children until their limbs explode. And their families find their bodies in ditches on the side of the road. Our mother is crying herself to sleep again tonight. Your daughter is in my arms wondering where you are. And maybe this light is right for you, but from here I can't see the stars. In the morning the sunbeams will look like jail bars. Please come back. Please. I'll breathe I love you into your bloodstream until the needles can't compare. 
I'll tether my veins into thread and stitch them through your torn seams. I'll scream light into your bruises. Still lives beneath your track marks. You can stand on the cliff of my heart and shout nothing but ugly through me. I promise all I will echo back is beauty, beauty. You have always been beauty. Did I ever tell you on the day you were born I stopped believing in Jesus and started believing in you? And sometimes it's the metal in the wind chimes that reminds us how soft the breeze is. So even when you grew like a switchblade, pupils dilating the apocalypse, more junk in your veins and blood, more rage on your lips and love, I still believed in you. I knew you blew this world a kiss and no one blew it back. And I wish I had a road map back to that time before that first time you mainlined midnight in search of an escape. I wish I'd had your back that night. I wish I'd told you life is going to hold you at gunpoint, but time usually comes with a white flag cause right now there's a body bag around the moon and every time your daughter cries the constellations look like chalk outlines of crucified angels in the sky and I'm not sure I'm strong enough for this I can see the veins in my wrist too clearly can feel the knife in the drawer were more alike than you know but your daughter's heart is beating I can see her pulse in the soft spot in the top of her head in the other room our mother is asleep and dreaming now of the way we were when we two were just Babies like her and maybe we'll never be that new again. Maybe there will always be days when the sunbeams look like jail bars. Maybe it will seem we have more scars and lifelines sometimes. But I've found it's always worth trying to find a way to walk away from the landmines and hope you come back with your skin intact enough to drink some moonshine. Girl, I know you think this world is too dark to even dream in color. But I've seen flowers bloom at midnight. I've seen kites fly in gray skies and they were real close close to looking like the sunrise and sometimes it takes the most wounded wings the most broken things to notice how strong the breeze is how precious the flight so i'm still not believing in jesus i'm still believing in you i'm still telling your daughter the moon is a kite attached to a string that's held by your mother and i promise she's coming back soon Hey, Storm, lyrics. I hope I didn't wake you. No. What is on your mind, Queen? So, you know, sometimes I feel like nothing in this life makes sense. That God has given me so many talents, yet in my mind, I will never be good enough. If I had a dollar for every restless night I've spent serenading the heavens with rhythmic moans, bellied in the recesses of my pain, each time I, I try to extend a hand to touch that, that glorious, enchanting light, glowing ever so brightly in my dreams, I'm yanked back by the shackles of my reality. It is pretty frustrating when things get in the way of you achieving your dreams. No. No, you don't understand. I mean, when you can't stand the sensation of being in your own skin. 
Can you imagine how that feels? purpose becomes more and more jaded, shaded by life's sultry tears, throwing tantrums in my head and in my heart, like trying to see the sun on a stormy day. I can't see. Lord, help me. I can't see me. wish I could remove this feeling, these feelings, so they no longer hold that place within your spirit, but I know my limitations. I can, however, let you know that alone you are not. I have the recollection of childhood origins, the statements of, why me, Lord, coming from those that were supposed to love me without conditions. Daily was the projection of burden and regret placed on me by he, by she. And they were as one in their angst. Thus the beginning of me wondering why I even breathe. What is the point of me being? I remember you spoke of not being able to stand the sensation of occupying your skin. I used to wish I could dig the nubs. I had for fingernails into my skin and rip it away so I could be free. So you see, when I tell you, after hearing you break down your internal war to me, I feel you. I truly do, precious one. I encourage you to edify from within. There is no fault in the encouragement of self. Every ounce of esteem and worth has been given to you by the Father. Queen, I have a question for you. Check that. Several questions. Do you remember the last time you sang from your spirit's origin and it moved every being under the sound of your voice? And after the moment was gone, they were still moved. Do you recall the time I told you the melody of your words killed the rage in my heart at that moment? Do you remember that person? Damaged in spirit and how they said, Lyric, I thank you so much for your words. I now have hope renewed. I see the clarity in a portion of your purpose. I believe the rest will be revealed at the appointed time. Please hear me when I say to you, don't try to write anymore. Don't try to sing anymore. Just let go and allow the spirit God has given you to flow out. Your words will write themselves. Your songs will ease. 
just a little kid Behind Bible stories of David and Goliath Were armies of my brothers at war with their neighbors To us though, imagination had nothing on reality Cause outside, south side doors The vice lords had declared war on all black gangster disciples battle is ugly like that, cause no matter how well laid out the war plans are, there's always gonna be some collateral damage, wasting money by murdering the worker bees. And it wasn't every day, but frequent to the point that news stories of insurgent activity in our streets happened just enough to erode the uptown confidence and safety. Kinda fucks it up but a few legitimate black entrepreneurial enterprises trying to build up a nation from within. Imagine what that does to a local economy. Now, make that the reality of every little hood nigga like me. Cause General Patton was a bad mofo, but I bet he wouldn't have slapped Robert. Cause these schools taught dude to expect to fight at least once a day in B.E. And his mom taught him discipline with the cord on the iron. And his dad taught him he wasn't shit and threw his ass out. And these streets taught him nihilism and how to not give a fuck. Robert was a real nigga. He learned that shit. See, Robert was twice as big as Larry. And Larry's a bouncer. Nah, General Patton wouldn't have slapped Robert. Because I know for a fact, last time Robert saw a terrorist, he did his patriotic duty to defend his street. They found homeboy dead with over 15 slugs in him. Robert said it made his dick hard. When he saw that dude down in that uniform of blue on the wrong side of 12th Street, any side of 12th Street, he knew what it meant. It meant war. And it wasn't a battle of the bulge, but let me remind you that Robert was a big, big man. He fucked that dude up. And I lost a brother. And I lost Robert. And I lose like they lose, like we lose. Because no one gains in war. Yeah, I've been there. It looks like slit arteries pumping moisture like the Nile from that dude that didn't make the payoff when the shakedown cops came. It smells like bums, homeless for weeks, needing to score. It sounds like it's gonna be a fight when Nene's mom found out her dad got fired today. It feels like the cold winds of Lake Michigan are gonna claim another life tonight because the lights are off. It tastes like wick vouchers and government cheese bitched out by conservatives that all wanted to go overseas for the war effort. And even though I ain't never took aim at anything other than wild game or an issue, it don't make me not a soldier. A man with intellect is the definition of resistance. So viva la e bibirtu as I play with the sounds of familiarity. As some wonder why hood music has the brass swagger of death by the dick. Forgetting that in the hood, we don't have the luxury of just learning about war. We get to live it.
My hour of worship is midnight, the moon bright off your flame. I am the hope of forgotten men, God in a world without blame. Cross, blankets, body plot. Sometimes it cushions with deeds. Food is proof of kindness, kindness bargained for peace. Prayers are said, permission loomed, so it begins. Death enters the room. The life that waited retreats from the world. The soul is forgotten, the body pieced by worms. Death will go back to living until he is needed again. Memory will be argued by no one called a friend. Compared to a soldier fetid for killing in the name of caprice, death in the peace is kept hidden. Blind justice fails its increase. Even on battlefields, there is no faith. Even in war, Rules contain blame. At home where soldiers are bootless, death is recruited and paid, service requested and rendered, secrecy hides all blame. Judas fed coins to soil, the only seeds that ever grew, trees to watch the world, and man as he stumbles through. Bright moon finds swaying face to hide and reveal again, flashes of effort misplaced, Fun chance revealed forsaken. In solemn place, the body, strapped down and blinded, still communicates. Press wafer provides the food, food to assuage the weak, leaving the body hungry, crying one last speech. Bright moon finds swaying face to hide and reveal again. Flashes of effort misplaced, spun chance revealed forsaken. I have gone. To husbands who were fathers. I have gone to wives who were mothers, wanting them to serve solid food better. The plate they gave me was empty, though it was turned just so, hoping I wouldn't notice, broke finish, mold, and go. Brother and sister after forgot me and argued on how, when wine had been flowing so freely, their cups were empty now. Not agreeing with any reason, they decided each other to slur. The wine soaked into the ground, no pool of bliss anymore. No one in this world that loves secrets revealed wants to know the why of I am. Even the Christ on the hill was asked the source of his plan. I am the secret son of faith who chose a different stand, following words inspired but written by human hands. My temples you'll find in castles filled with forgotten men, each of them sacrificed food to men's growing sin. I am the one who goes on, the one who should be condemned, but I make the sleep of the world quiet dismissed for kin. 
one day the world will go blind and in blindness finally see. The flame on my altar will fade and midnight will never be. Till then I am always invited, false promise of life believed, for I am the Christ of the chamber. These castles only I enter, yet rule I both now and now. My hour of worship is midnight, the moon where I thought you claimed. I am the hope of the forgotten men, dark in the room without blame. When he bleeds out rainwater through your cupped hands, like the worst kind of prey, try not to remember the look on that parking lot above his shoulders the day you first met. How it glimmered just for you, eyes gasoline rainbows in a world of cigarette butts and crushed cans. You were the kind of girl. Mothers have to pull into supermarkets both hands because all you want to do is drink puddles of polluted water until you shine like that. Mommy, ten more seconds, Mommy. Just a taste you have joined the army of heads-down dull pennies no one wants to pick up because because no one wants your kind of luck. You just dropped your heart on the sidewalk. Watch someone else walk off with it. The last time you kiss him, you will not know it is the last time, so you will not understand why when you close your eyes and see yourself back home at that gas station off the highway with some farmer's family plot adrift in the corner, gravestones leaning against the air pumps, you will not understand that it is not Easy to love someone like you. You label on a broken beer bottle, trying to hold all these sharp edges in your soft body. You single glove curling itself against the imprint of damp gravel kissing concrete. Like it might someday learn to love you back. You need to remember not to look for arcs of color in the dirty puddle of his face. All right, once again, we are having some line issues this evening. So if you are listening, this is the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. We are getting a chance actually to play some audio files for you, which is really fun tonight. If you are trying to call in and you are getting that fast, busy signal, please keep trying. It will let you in eventually. I know that they are working on the lines. I'm talking with the text as we speak. The number to call in is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. We have been able to have one person get in, so we've got one line open at least right now. Let's go ahead and see if we can get them unmuted. 815, are you with me? Yes, ma'am. Christina Storm. Yes, oh, ma'am. I thank made goodness. it. A live person. I, I thank you. you. I was typing a text. I was like, I know you're having problems, but I made it in. <laughs> uh, so I, I am so glad you are here. Intervention. Absolutely. I don't know what made it possible, but I'm glad that I have here. 
I am too. So what's going on with you? It went How's King doing, by the um, way? He's good. Actually, our sleep schedules were off, and I slept until 4 p.m. My mom says, I don't understand how that's possible. I said, Ma, I went to bed. I, I Actually, I, I went to, I, I stayed up all night. He and I watched um, a triple feature. We watched movies together on Netflix um, when we can't sleep at night. So we watched three movies in a row. He fell asleep in the middle of movie two. Let him tell it. We watched them all together. We really didn't. Um, so this morning between 11 a.m. and noon, I fell asleep and then I slept till four and now I'm refreshed. So unfortunately we keep our schedules and our times aren't always synced and we don't really sleep at night, but we're always busy and productive. Like we had a show last night that we hosted. Um, we actually broke a record and we tied another record at that network. So we had a wonderful and amazing show last night. And it was one of those things to where, you know, sometimes you just need a mic. I have a cousin who was affected by domestic violence on Tuesday evening. Her, She broke up with her child's father, and he followed her and her current boyfriend and their baby home and shot at them. Her boyfriend got shot three times, and her baby got shot once, and he's a year old. Um, Holy crap. So that's, that's what's heavy on my heart tonight and right now, but I don't have to do a piece about domestic violence. I just thought I would voice that because it's something that people need to understand. You know, when a relationship does not work out, walk away. Walk away. Yeah. Just walk away. You know, I, I don't know how it be escalates to gunshots, how it escalates to bodily harm, how it escalates to loss of life. You know, um, in the spring, I lost a cousin and her two children. Um, her kid's dad um, killed them. His, he killed his family and then himself. And now here this summer, um, another cousin's infant child was shot as well as her current boyfriend. So um, this is just something that I have to say for anybody who's within the sound of my voice. Walk away. Walk away. You know, there's billions of people in the world. There is someone for you. If it did not work out with the person that you thought you couldn't live without, you can. And violence is never the answer. Appreciate those oh. words. And I hope people yeah. take the heart. Yeah. yeah, I had to share that. I mean, I find it to be very hard to process. You know, sometimes I read stories or I see something online because I've been fasting from the news. I haven't actually watched the network news in over a year. And I get the newspaper, but I always go to, the, you know, those really good good stories. You know, maybe a, there's something about a brand-new restaurant in town or a bakery that just opened or someone who just celebrated a century of life. I read those stories. But the headlines, I don't because I've found that it's, they sell more copies when they post the bad news first. It's the same way with the news when you watch well, it. Well, everybody you knows know, so laundry, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? And, and you know what? I'm going to find out anyway. I'm connected to social media, so I don't need to watch the news, and I don't need to read <laughs> that in the paper. So what I always try to do is, like my mom says, sprinkle glitter and sunshine along the path to let people realize that the unicorns do exist and that happiness is a possibility. So I try to, I always say this, kindness is free, give generously. You know, if you can't do anything else, if you can't say anything nice, just be quiet. 
And if you mm-hmm. are speaking with someone, please be kind whenever possible because you don't know what other people are going through, what their day-to-day struggles are. And if you say something positive, you may change someone's whole view, not just of that day, but their outlook on life. And because kindness is free, I give generously. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's really funny, and it's, it's such an important point, too, because, you know, I... You're standing in the bathroom at a restaurant, and you're brushing your hair, and you're getting ready to go back out. And this lady walks in, and she's standing there, and she looks in the mirror. And, you know, it's like you think, oh, I like that sweater. You know, it takes very little to open your mouth and say, oh, I like your sweater. You know, and just watch how, you know, just a small compliment, anything like that, that little little random thing can really perk Mm -hmm. up someone, you know, and... They feel better. They feel better about themselves. They smile. Um, it's just, yes. it's, it's awesome. And I agree. You know, it takes so little effort to say something kind. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I like to compliment other women, especially. Not not, not that I won't compliment a man, but I, I think that men, men are sometimes awkward when they've been complimented by a woman. And then sometimes mm-hmm. they, they misconstrue that as I'm flirting. Oh, no, sweetie, I'm not flirting. I'm nice. I'm nice. So me being nice to you does not mean that I'm interested in you or I want you or I'm pursuing you or we should exchange phone numbers or get together for a cup of coffee. Yeah, none of that. I just thought that, you know, I liked your hat or your shoes or your cologne was not offensive. Because I have allergies. Um, <laughs> you're, really, you're like I've got make my things. eyes water, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Real talk. I did not throw up in my mouth when you walked past me, or I didn't know that you were in the aisle before I got there because I smelled you first. Ew. Sometimes less yeah. is more. You know. Mm-hmm. Don't pour the bottle over your head and say, "Oh, that's enough." Mm, no, boo boo, no. So yeah, because I've 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 got this really really acute sense of smell. My mom always says that I should smell luggage at the airport. They wouldn't have to hire a dog. Just give it to me. Mm-hmm, cocaine. Yep. Weed. Pills. Oh God. I can I can, I can smell weed like one. crazy. That's I don't know what it is oh, about God. pot, but I I can smell it a mile yes. away. I can smell weed in a crowd. It is amazing. And I, it's so funny because I will walk up to the person who they may not even be smoking it currently, but they smoked it recently. And I'll be like, I think you're wearing my favorite fragrance. And they'll be like, oh, no, I'm not wearing cologne or perfume at all. No, and I wasn't smelling cologne or perfume either. Wink. Oh, God, yes, girl. You know, I had my herbal medication this morning. Me too. But apparently yours is amazing. So congratulations and thank you. Feel free to share. <laughs> That's funny Okay, so I'll tell you what I'll do a piece real quick Maybe you'll be lucky enough to get someone else in queue If not, the tracks have been amazing I haven't heard one recording yet That I didn't enjoy So that, that's one of, the, one of the benefits of radio You can always pay, play a recorded track When you don't have callers that get in queue And I, I, don't, I don't know how I got in Like I said So I'm just thanking the the poetry gods for allowing me this opportunity. <laughs> I, I've probably played about six tracks now, and it's like, somebody, please get a line fixed. I'm so lonely. Oh, yeah. I, actually, I heard four. I, I know I heard four. And then I was like, maybe I should text Nyla and tell her. You know, I don't know if anybody else made it, but I got in. I don't know how it happened, but, you know, I'm only do it. 
Um, oh, I, I decided what I want to do. You know I'm going to freestyle this. I'm going to do this piece that I plan on titling How I Tell Time. Remember I told you coffee in the morning, wine at night? Mm-hmm. So this, this is a different spin on that same on that same theory. How I Tell Time. I don't wake up every morning. Sometimes I don't get up until the afternoon. But I don't ever let it bother me because lucky for me, Three years ago, I was able to retire early. I worked smart and not hard. So I say, and I had started in Roth IRA. As a result, I have a little cushion, you know, a padding, that makes it possible for me to live on my monthly stipend and not have to worry. So whenever I do wake, I still make my coffee. And today, it was at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. I didn't even look at the clock when I got the cure going because that was the last thing on my mind. I love it, the smell and the aroma. I feel like the beans were ground especially for me. I add just one teaspoon of raw sugar because I like it kind of sweet. I like my creamers to internationally delight me, and this week I'm drinking white chocolate with raspberry. Ooh-wee. I was wearing flip-flops, so I took off my shoes so I could wiggle my freshly painted toes while I drank the brew. All of a sudden, I felt this tingle rushing up my spine. I'm sure it was the caffeine on its way to my mind, and I felt amazing, like all things were possible. I had to take it into perspective. Girl, please, you were chronically ill, and you know your body will stop you. So I did what I could, and I rested in between. Then I took a shower, and I washed my hair, and it's naturally curly, but it didn't have that sheen. It was kind of dull and dusty, looking like an old, tired afro from a 70s party. And I'm thinking, "Mm uh-uh, no. So after it was wet, I applied some product, and then I had the curls that I know and love. They were shining once again. I got dressed with care, but no flair. Just some capris and a tea. Didn't bother with a bra because I didn't care who saw me. I took the trash out and put it on the curb because Friday morning is garbage collecting day for me and mommy. After I gave her her third meal for the day because she had been up for several hours before I was able to wake, I decided I needed to eat something too. Well, I had made pasta from scratch because you know how I do. I'm a foodie and I can't be buying spaghetti that already comes prepared in a box. I'm not knocking you if that's the way that you eat. It's just not for us. So... I warmed up the pasta, and then I heated the meat sauce. I put some on top, and then I grated some fresh Parmesan. I decided that I toast some bread and add fresh garlic to it as well. My mom says that you can smell garlic coming out of my pores, and I'm not worried about that right now because King's Cadiz is in D.C., and I'm still here in Illinois, so I won't be kissing anyone with my unattractive breath this evening. But that's okay because I had a reason. I wanted to wash it down with a little red wine, and you know that coffee is how I tell time. In the morning, in the afternoon, or whenever I wake, and wine is how I wind down in the evening, for goodness sake. So I was telling time the way that I do. And in between, I had a nice meal, and I took a shower, washed my hair, and did a few chores. But I will caution you, not for one moment do I ever think about all the things that are restrictions in my life. No, I count my blessings and know that everything's going to be all right. I'm Gina Storm. Thank you for listening. Good evening and in peace. That was awesome, sweetheart. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. 
You're welcome. Are you, going to, so uh, are you going to um, do a second one? Oh, sure. Um, you had put up some prompts, and for the love of God, I can't remember any of them right now. Um, but I did see one that was an open window and there was a curtain blowing with the breeze. Yes. You, you remember that prompt from this week? Okay, so I saw the prompt, and I was thinking, I should pin a piece to that. So I saved it to my phone, but I haven't written one yet, so I'll freestyle to it. So this will be Summer Breeze. Today, I was watching TV with my mommy and listening to some old-school R&B, and I heard these lyrics, and they touched me. Summer breeze blowing through my mind like the jasmine in the air. I don't know who wrote those lyrics, but I did understand and appreciate that the writer had the same kind of flair. They were loving the way that summer breeze is blowing in the windows and making the curtains stand at attention. I mean, literally, I was sitting on the footstool at the end of my mama's bed, and there was a breeze coming in from the west. It blew the curtain up, and it touched me on the side of my face. It was like it kissed me on the cheek, and all I could think was, summer's winding down and fall is approaching, but this breeze is so refreshing. I mean, it wasn't a really hot day. I think the high for today was about 78. So this evening is probably going to get down to a low in the upper 50s, which for me is tranquility. That means I won't need a fan. I won't even have to sleep under a blanket. Maybe just a sheet. I usually like to just cover up my feet. But I will enjoy that breeze as it comes through the window, even tonight as it greets me. I may stay up all night writing or going on social media, doing some kind of live recording of my spoken word poetry. Sometimes I take a piece that I've written previously and I call it a key style because it's on fortunate for me that I can't read the words that I see. I have to embellish them as I go along. I make edits as I read a piece that I wrote previously. People always say, what is that? You call it a key style. Oh, it's because I'm using the piece that I wrote previously as an outline for the piece that I'm going to bring you when I do it as a spoken word. It's just part of my delivery. I may just do one off the dome like I'm doing right now because I'm so comfortable when I'm at home. I freestyle. I tell people all the time when you're a spoken word artist and you don't read a piece that you wrote, it's easy to do. It's just like jumping out of a plane with no parachute. You have wings and you can fly. You just don't know it unless you try. So that's what I do when I freestyle. I don't worry about where I'm going to end up. I'm not worried about the destination. It's just enjoying the journey. So when you hear me on a mic, it's the summer breeze that keeps me going. No matter the time of year, no matter the weather, no matter how I feel, I can spit a piece immediately off my dome, and it comes from my heart. And I think the spoken word freestyle artist is just the reason that I are. I live this way because it's easy for me, and I don't question it or disability. I'm just glad that I have it, and I can share it with all of thee. I'm Gina Storm. Thank you for listening. Thank you. You are very welcome, my darling. <laughs> I was Thank just listening to that, and it's like I love the the one you said. You know, um, one off the gum. I've never heard that before. You know. Oh, off the dome? Yeah, straight out my head. Like I didn't give it any. Oh, I thought before. you said I gum. Thought about the 
No, I, I thought you said the dome. Do you up? Oh, head. dome. Yeah, no. Okay. D O M E. I thought I thought one off the gun sounded pretty cool. You're gonna have to steal that now and use oh. it. You know what? I will use it. Thank you, Nana. I'll give you that, credit. That was one off the gum. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you gave me life. Yes, I will use that. I promise you. Oh, my God. Yes, the Speakeasy Cafe. For all of y'all who, if you're ever calling in and you're a first-time caller or you've been here previously, you understand that this is a comfort zone that is judge-free, and the poetry is always comfortable and the atmosphere is lovely. Thank you, Nyla. Oh, I love you so dearly. Thank you, baby. That was a great job. I love you as well. Thank you. <laughs> All right. And we'll talk to you in a little bit, sweetheart. All right. Bye, honey. Oh, wait, Bye-bye. wait, wait. you got to tell everybody okay. how to find you in King. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, I am Jean Storm. I am engaged to, and I'm the partner in 10 with King's Cadence. So together we are Storm's Cadence. You can find us at Storm's Cadence on YouTube, Storm's Cadence on Facebook, Storm's Cadence on Instagram. You can find King's Cadence at King's Cadence, and the cadence is spelled with a K, and Gina Storm is G-E-N-A, Gina with an E, Storm. You can find me at Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook, and we are the poets who love poetry. We are everywhere that poetry lives. Awesome. All right, sweetheart, great job. (laughs) We'll talk to you next week, honey. All right. Yes, indeed. Bye, sweetheart. Bye. All righty. Let's go ahead and bring on area code 608. 608, you are on the air. Hey, Fuzzy Herman in the woods. Yeah. How you doing, sweetie? Good. You? I'm doing awesome. Crazy, running around trying to get everything done, but I'm doing good. Yeah, me too. I'll be doing more of that probably later and tomorrow. Always goes that way. I know. I just don't know how I'm going to fit everything in the car. It's crazy. So what did you yeah, I always tonight? seem to do that too. Well, still haven't written anything. Um, so I'll read something old again. This one is uh, part of a series that I have abbreviated as um, I never tried to pronounce this before. Matmol, M-O-T-M-O-L, which is more on the meaning of life. I have a few of these that I wrote. So this one's entitled, More on the Meaning of Life, Deep Contemplation of Loss and Its Lessons. At night, I like to stand outside sometimes for hours, looking at the stars, especially on cold nights and even when it's cloudy and snowing. I'm not afraid to admit I talk to myself and to the friends I have lost 
as a means to help me accept the reality that they are gone and that there is a reason why I am still here, even though I feel I don't know what that reason is. Since I have no girlfriend, no wife, no children, maybe the reason is to just so I can write these words, not for myself, but also for anyone else who reads them. For some who may think they are garbage, yet others, these words may help them rise up a bit. And then for others, these words may just save their life. In deeply contemplating life and its meaning, trying to make sense of all that has happened, to reassure myself that everything happens for a reason, even though I may not know why in this moment. That it is my responsibility to determine what I'm, I am supposed to learn from each and every ex experience in my life and the experiences of others' lives and how they affect me and those I care about with the knowledge that I may not know why for years to come. However, I will come to know the meaning when I need to know and not a moment sooner. But also keeping in mind that there may be times when I will never come to understand. And on this night, it was snowing slightly, big light flakes which clung to my hooded sweatshirt. And when it snows here at night, it's usually completely cloudy. However, tonight I could just barely see the moon's light penetrating the thick haze and the falling snow. Was it some sign? I'm not sure. Maybe in a moment in my future, I will, which wouldn't surprise me. Although in this moment, I just stood there and looked, feeling some awe and feeling sad as well. Because the other day I had found out at least three more people I knew from high school are now dead and had been for a few years. We weren't the closest of friends, more like friends of friends. However, I still mourn their loss, especially because they died from drug overdoses and alcoholism. What pain they must have felt deepened within their souls, I cannot imagine despite the immense pain I have felt and dealt with over the past 18 plus years, which would cause them to punish themselves, excuse me, to, which would cause them to push themselves over that final edge. Maybe they didn't feel a thing at the end, although they did leave a, a pain in the wake of their departure. 
And I often wonder if these souls and others like them, if they were capable of seeing through their pain just enough, they could see the pain which their early deaths would leave behind, which would help prevent them from taking that fatal step, the one they will never be able to return from. It's times like these when I wish I could reach out and tell them, if you just face your deepest fears, they will lose their power to control your life, and you will be set free here on earth to live a better life than the one you so wish to escape from. From the one who has been near that fatal edge, who was able to pull himself back a safe distance, and whose life is slowly improving. One day, one hour, one minute, and sometimes one second at a time, when I let it happen, guiding my life with rigorous honesty and an unshakable faith that I can face down anything life throws at me and grow from what those experiences teach me. I am only one man, yet I can usually handle more than I believe when I open myself up to the myriad of possibilities which life presents to me daily. And all you can do this too. Just believe in yourself and that your life has a greater purpose than you sometimes allow yourself to believe. Remember this. You touch many lives within your lifetime with each and every action you choose to take. And even though you may not be aware, you may have already helped save a life. Today, I choose to be like a snowflake and just float and poem. That's still one of my all-time favorite Thank you. Yeah, I love that too. If I were to have like the, you know, the Billboard Top 40 countdown of all-time best closing lines, that would be number one for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. If Casey Kasem were just here when you needed him, you know? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Awesome job, sweetheart. You going to read a second one? Oh, um, I suppose I could, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, we got 24 minutes left. You got time to read a second one, and then we've got. I do notice that 757. You are back on the line. You were able to get through. If you're wanting to come on and read, press one seven five seven. Otherwise, just hang out, listen, have a good time. And I'm glad you're here. All right. Um, we've been having line issues tonight, so it looks like we're slowly getting some callers back. Oh yeah, I saw that, and when I called, I was able to get right in. And we've got one line. It looks like we have two lines open right now. So when one person hung up, you were able to call in. Oh, so there's only a limited number of slots right now? Yeah. I normally have 250 lines coming into the show right now. It looks like I have two. Wow. 
Let's see about this one here. Watering the seed of the soul. That first one, I usually do this and kind of forgot. Uh, I actually wrote that first one back in February of 2010. And this one is from March of 2010, entitled Watering the Seed of the Soul. It all started so long ago. I can no longer see the beginning, nor can I see the end. I'm in the midst of a long journey, a journey from darkness to light, born into this world, born untainted, pure. However, as I traveled my path, it took me places I never could have imagined, back into the darkness, although this darkness was different. Darkness born out of psychological trauma, which plunged me into the depths of a world few have seen and no man or woman should ever have to see. Although I must say this journey has made me the man I am today. Through all the trials, fighting demons of the mind, mostly alone. For no one can help, since these battles must be won in the mind and soul of the seeker. The one who has decided to face down fear on their own terms, not on fear's terms. I choose when and where, at least most of the time now, although there still are times when fear rears its head when I least expect it. I stand alone, proverbial sword at the ready, cutting down fear one moment at a time, because here and now are all I have to live, since my past is mostly a blur and my future is yet to be written. Rooted in a foundation of unshakable faith, because each battle I have won gives me the courage, strength, and wisdom, and the humility born of my failures to live another day and fight when needed. Go fight your battles, for no one will be able to see what you see, feel what you feel, or fight your battles for you. They can only offer suggestions from the details or lack of details you provide them and from their own experience. You are still left mostly alone. However, everyone is, since I cannot live your life and you cannot live mine. Learn to breathe. Learn to be in this moment for this is all we have. A seed planted freely, although you will have to water it through the many days, hours, minutes, and seconds, and maybe for months and even years for it to grow because it cannot water itself. Left alone, the seed will shrivel up, dry out, and possibly die. So go get your water. 
the water in your soul. Taste it. Feed it. Learn what it enjoys. Make love to it when needed. And you will become whole again. And poem. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you. You're very another very one awesome. of those. Another one of those. Those many. Uh, uh, situations where you you read something and it's like. Did I really write that? Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? You know, it's really funny. Um, I I do that a lot. I used to write with a friend and had to. Um, there's times both of us have done that. We'd email each other. Did you write this or did I write that? Um, you definitely wrote that, Nyla, because I would not have misspelt that word. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually how we could tell what, what he wrote and what I wrote. Is if, if it was misspelled, it was mine. If it, if it was perfectly done, it was prob- more than likely probably his. <laughs> uh, too funny. I, uh, I'm going to surprise you with something. Something I've actually been thinking about for a couple of months with all the things that I've had to think about that uh, – I need to do some research, and so it's part of this is the asking of, for input um, that I'm going to buy a new printer, mm-hmm. and um, what I'm, I'm thinking about doing over the next month or so is, is forcing myself to start printing stuff out that I've written so that I can finally start putting a book together. You don't need to print it out to do that. You need to figure out which poems you like. I mean, you can print them out. It's always good to have your stuff printed out. Don't lose that. But you don't need to print them out to put the book together. If you put them together, about 34 poems together in a file, then we can. I can tell you what you need to do to be able to put that book together, depending on whether you want to send it in for... Uh, send it in for a submit it for publication or whether you want to self publish. So and why thirty four? Because then it's a chat book and not a book. But I'll explain all that because we have to get this other caller on before the end of the show. Right. Um but I'll explain okay. that to you because we're gonna have plenty of time to talk in the next two days. Right, and just to keep in mind one other thing that when you said to put it in a file, um do you I I gave up on Microsoft Office like an, over a decade ago, and I was using, uh, I think now I have, what it's called LibreOffice mm-hmm. from, well, I forgot his name. Uh, it might pop into my head. It almost just did. From Puerto Rico, who used to call in. I don't um, know. He used to, um, he recommended it. Um, I'll, it, I'll, it, explain oh, I that. I'll explain that to you, the yeah. file. And all that, I'll explain that. To it you used to be, it used to be, I used to use Open Office because it was, fr- it's free. And I forgot his name. I'll have to look it up. But he had said that it got sold to some company that he didn't like, and some other 
organization or whatever came up with Liberate Office, which is almost the same. And it saves in all the same formats as uh, Microsoft Office. That's fine. That's all you need. So is a file usually a Word file? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last question. So you can find me, but you can't find me in the woods. <laughs> you can find me online. If you type in poetry in the wind as one word, no spaces, put it in the Facebook search box and you can find me there and the cool composite picture that Nyla made for me, which I may be updating uh, soon. And if you're interested in reading some of my pieces, you can find them in a book entitled Held, A Fusion of Brilliance, Volume 2, which is available on Amazon. It's an international anthology of writers from Canada, the U.K., and the U.S. that was published in February of 2012, and it has some cool art in it. Very cool. All right, my dear. Thank you. We will talk to you tomorrow. Wow. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Alan. Right. Have a, <laughs> uh, welcome, a safe weekend, everybody. For Labor sure. Day weekend. Yeah. It's very fun driving. All right. We'll talk to you in a little bit, hon. Thanks. Okay. Bye. All right. Let's go ahead and grab 757, saying I've been pestering them the whole show. 757, you're on the air. Hey, it's Tamiko. Hey, Nala. <laughs> Hi, Tamiko. How are you, honey? I'm glad you pressed one and decided to come on. Oh, thank you. I'm glad I did. I was laughing at you earlier when you said, okay, I said 757 too many times. <laughs> 757, in case 757 wants to do this, 757, in case you didn't know I'm talking to you, 757. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I said, oh, my goodness. I feel like I'm in a department store or something. Somebody's going to call me. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, but I'm glad I got on. I got one poem. Um, it kind of speaks to what you were telling me uh, last week about um, the little prompt about something lost, but kind of talk about it like, I've done this before in fictional form, but um, where you're kind of talking about one thing, but it's really about something else. But both things actually in this poem ring true that I'm speaking about. And I'll kind of touch on a little bit. I'm, I'm going to read this one poem and then touch on a little bit where it's kind of going. Or you can tell me what you think I'm trying to say. Anyway, <laughs> anyway okay. it's called Four Angels. Okay, um... Four angels to stand in my home. One was bigger, with a gold band in her hair, with gold glitter on her dress. The others, three the hard way. All four, I mean, all four beautifully brown skin with braids in their hair and light golden wings. They were as true me as four directions, four elements of nature, four corners, and four legs on the table in peace.
Okay. So since it was short, read it again. Four angels to stand in my home. One was bigger with a gold band in her hair and gold glitter on her dress. The others, three the hard way, all four beautifully brown skin with braids in their hair and light golden wings. They were as true to me as four directions, four elements of nature four corners, and four legs on the table in peace. So you want to know what you're talking about? No, I know what I'm trying to say. I didn't oh. really name well, for me, what I was saying, but <laughs> it kind of points to it in a way. But go ahead. I just want your thoughts. For me, it now. talks about being safe, you know, being being on solid four legs of the table, you know, that stability, um, you know, realizing you're not standing alone, that you're home. You know, you may not be in a, I'm not, I don't mean like a physical home, but your soul's home. You're, you're like in that, the home embrace. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exactly Love where that. I'm going with it. <laughs> it's, it's I so get you, girl. Words. I see you. <laughs> in, in so many ways, that's exactly where I was going with it because it was actually for, actually four figurines of some angels. One I bought earlier that was the bigger one in my first apartment, and then the other three came when I moved to another city and at my job. It was a little store, and I bought these other three little figurines that reminded me of the first one, but they were smaller. And I said, oh, here they go, because it's always about a soul search for me and spirituality, um, as well as the poetry. And for me, poetry can also be, you know, that too, but it's, it's this other thing going on with me with soul purpose and why am I here and making sure I'm on that and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, feeling stable about where I am and my body and my home mm-hmm. and when I'm not at home, all that good stuff, but also struggling with faith and hope and love and all those things. So it was just like, okay, I don't really know how to say this poem would be like an epic poem if I really went through everything I'm talking about. But (laughs) But those angels, they do stand for that in a sense, and it doesn't matter the religion, but it's just like, you know, it gives my soul something to believe in, you know. So, But I don't have them in this new place I'm I'm in, see, because you said something I lost. Mhm. So. Well, fantastic job, my dear. Do you want to? Do you have a second one you want to read? Actually, no, I don't tonight. I just wanted to share that okay. one with everybody. Thank <laughs> you for letting me do that. <laughs> so. Absolutely, my pleasure. <laughs> All right, tell everyone how to find you, honey. You can find me on Facebook, T. 
T-A-M-E-K-O Barnett with an E on the end, B-A-R-N-E-T-T-E. Um, PoetrySoup.com forward slash me forward slash T-A-M-E-K-O one three. Thank you very much. You are Y'all welcome, sweetheart. Nice. I'll talk to you a little bit, honey. Okay. Good night, sweetheart. All right, good night. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It's been a fantastic night tonight. I want to thank you all for being here, both readers and listeners. We will be back soon. There's a workshop next week um, with Written in Pain on Doing Spoken Word. And I know you're going to love that. So I am going to end the show tonight with a piece by Cassandra Tribe called Striking a Match. I didn't play that one already, did I? I'm going to end the show. I think I might have paid that. I don't know. We're going to do Apollo with Rusty. We'll end the show with that. I want to thank you all for being here. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next week. After they saw him approach a female, they nicknamed him Rusty. See, in high school, he was nothing more than a walking pinata. He would graduate with honors, but he never fought for his own honor. Some would blame it on the absence of his father. Others would say it was his mother's legs, because just like Rusty's mind, they were always open. You would think that someone like that would have no love left. There was no love felt just yet. But then the day came as if it was prophesied. I could have sworn that his eyes were a cigarette butt, the way that they lit up. Her real name was Fran, but he nicknamed her Fry, because just like the food, she was fast and he knew it wasn't good for him. But good old Rusty fell in love with Fry, but how could he stop the music while she's dancing with another guy? So they became just friends. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. His love for Fry ends. Friends. But if only he knew. That if only she knew. That for all those 365 day sessions of broken promises, he really loved her. Rusty spent years as a prisoner of half-painted walls. Writing poetry, hoping that it will guide him to that moment that he's been waiting for. But that moment... Turned into a day, turned into a year, turned into a lifetime.
she never knew that I loved her, but I knew that she loved me, and I asked him how. He said that that poem wasn't written by him, it was written by her, handed to him at her funeral. Then he looked at me and said, so if you love someone, you tell them now, because the end of your life can be now. So why are you still around? Go and change the world, because I never could. I just stood in front of the hourglass, watching the sand pour, covering my history, because I miss her so much. With a tear rolling down his eye, he said, just one touch. If only I had loved her, I could have saved her life. I could have saved her life. And then I grabbed his hand and he started trembling in fear, getting flashbacks of when he was my age and he had his whole life ahead of him. But what was ahead of him is now behind him. What he ran away from is now inside him. And together they're slowly dying. He said that his life was just a waste of life because he never saved a life. He wished he could have made it right. I told him what happened to her wasn't your fault. Being afraid is not a crime. And don't ever say you never saved a life because after today, you just saved mine. After that conversation, seven days passed, and then so did he, and they were back together at last. So now when I love, I love with no fear. Now when I cry, I enjoy every tear, because if you don't, then why are you even here? Go and change the world, because I never could. Go and change the world, because I without their dreams coming true. But it's not too late for you. You're still alive. So go out there and grab it. And make a difference. And now let's listen to the voice of a beautiful woman who's no longer with us. As she sings to us from the other side, just close your eyes. (laughs) 